morning, gearheads. This is your pre-pre-game host, and welcome to the game before the game. I am, of course, joined by the bobble-headed producer you all know and love. Craigers! Are you excited for the big games today, Craigers? Good morning, Blind Mike, and uh, good morning to all the football fans out there. Yes, I am so looking forward to today's slate of games, especially the Packers. <laughs> the Cheeseheads. Oh, God, I am so hungry. I really thought this Zempic would take the temptation away, but I've never wanted cheese in my life like I do now. <laughs> I desire it. I desire cheddar. Well, while Craig is fantasizing about food, which is often the case, Let's take a look at some of the starting lineup for the Blind Mike Project. Starting at guard, you better let him cook. One Dane cook. At the other guard, standing six feet wide and two feet tall, Joe, the aliens walk amongst us. Rogan, at your tackle today, a man who blocks from behind a potted plant, Louis C.K. At your other tackle, someone I think is a lot funnier than the person making this video, Louis J. Gomez. Hey, Craig, just checking in, buddy. Are you still in your cheese hole? English cheddar. Parmigiana Reggiana. Okay, for brie, mozzarella, gorgonzola. Well, someone is going to be painting the walls of the broadcast booth shitter later today. Just take it easy, Craig. I need to piss in there, too. <laughs> At center today for the Blind Mike Project. You love him. You hate him. You watch every video he is in. Thank you, by the way. One, stuttering John Melendez. At running back today, he's wiry, so he will slip some easy tackles, but then in the future tell everyone he was attacked mid-game by a grizzly bear. Hassam Minaj, at wide receiver, a man so talentless, it's amazing he hasn't done a 10-show run-on. Very good show. <laughs> Death fan. And your quarterback, because of course he is the most beautiful man in comedy. And no, we aren't saying that because we've seen Hack Ride's real face. Although we have. And he is. No, your quarterback today is one Matt Rife. That is your starting lineup. What do you think, Kriggers? If I cut open a cow, there has to be cheese in there somewhere, right? Well, it looks like Craig's blood sugar is a little low. So we will send it up to the booth for the call of the game. Now to a man so on the rise. He has stuttering John on the run and Kevin Brennan begging for appearances from him. Your host, Blind Mike Gary. Messages us pretty much every week. I may have even stopped listening because I, I don't think I've heard from him last week. But he tweets at us, and I, I, I think he seems to enjoy the show, except his one gripe is that every week he'll bring up what Hack Ride did that week and say, if any other show did this, you guys would be goofing on it for 20 minutes. And Fuck. I just wanted to use this opportunity to say, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Why would we ever do such a thing? That's outrageous. It would an outrageous. I'm randomly saying it after that intro. <laughs> There's no reason I'm choosing right now to say that that's a ridiculous point to make. <laughs> we would we would make fun of some other show for doing this cornball shit, but we wouldn't make fun of Hacker. That's a that's a silly point. Never. That was cool. Monday Night Football. Foot, uh, you know, I did the Collins were a slide. I love cheese. 
I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, it's always good to make an entire bit out of something I said once. <laughs> <laughs> Still no shop is Batman. <laughs> No, 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 no. Well, that takes time, Craig. Don't you understand? (laughs) That was like the most detailed video he's ever made. (laughs) That would take a lot of time to make fun of Brendan Schaub. That's true. You're right. You're right. Um, We do have a lot to get to today. That's the other funny thing is like Hack Ride badgers me. You know, he would get very upset when I wouldn't tell him the topics ahead of time. So now I try to. But he's like, guys, we're going to talk about Dane Cook and Matt Rife. And I'm like, wait, that. But might not get there. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have to. That's a tough thing. Things are always moving, baby. Moving and shaking. Yeah. And that's what's happening this week. We got a lot of news to get to. Um, I do real quick want to ask you what a, uh, not so much you, I guess, mm-hmm. but the audience, what a, a man would do in this situation. <laughs> we went to see uh, Nick Mullen uh, a little over a week ago when he was here in Boston. And uh, we were up in the balcony at the Wilbur Theater. And the way we were sitting, we were the group of people. And the way we were sitting, because uh, the girl, we were a few other couples. So the girls went up to, you know, whatever they do, you know, pat, pat their vag or whatever they do in the bathroom. And uh, so the, it just so happened that the boys were on one side of me. The girls were on the other side. I happened to be sitting in the middle. The entire show, there's a couple behind us. And we know this because we could he- clearly hear them every word they were saying that they were on a first date and they're shit faced and they're saying shit like Nick Mullen gets on stage. He tells one joke and the girl goes, I, I knew he would be funny because you're really funny. And I knew that you would have good taste and shit like that. Yuck. Yeah. And so they're not paying attention. And so uh, my buddy's girlfriend eventually turns to them and goes, can you, Please be quiet. <laughs> and the the girl on the date goes, you're just jealous because you're not on the best first date ever. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're they're doing this. And the guy kind of gets in. He's like telling. You can tell the guy doesn't want to be involved. No. And so now I'm now it was sitcomish because on the on the left of me, the girls are getting pissed off on the right of me. The boys are hooting and hollering and having the time of their life. I'm the only one that hears this going on. So I'm like, what do I do here? Because me getting involved now escalates the situation. So now we're, now the man, the guy, the boyfriend has to do something. Right. So I don't say anything. And then it gets to the point where I hear like Alba chirping, like you're a, you're a psychopath. And I'm like, oh boy. And then they, they get up and leave. Yeah. And I was like, ah, jeez. I felt bad because I didn't, do anything should i have stepped in there what, what does a man do in that situation i guess is what i'm asking when it's girls bickering back and forth and is this during the show oh yeah the whole time Oof. uh that's a good question i would i don't know i'd probably be like it's tough because the guy's kind of staying out of it you can tell he's like he's doing the he's thing with, to- he's doing the thing with you like you stay out of it i'll stay out of it exactly yeah. that's that's what we're doing now if i say something to the girl, then it's like this guy has to get tough with me now because they're on a first date. Right. You know, right. That, this is the tough, the tough uh, tightrope I'm walking here. You don't, you don't want to blow up his spot. You don't even know the guy, but you don't want to blow up his spot. And well, that too. Yeah. Well, I'm sure, believe me, I'm sure he uh, got his way based on <laughs> the inebriation that seemed to be happening. But 
Yeah. Yeah. That was the thing is like, am I, am I being a pussy here? I give him a few, few of these, like a look behind. That's always the move. That's like, I'm unhappy. (laughs) That's the move you got to do. You'd be like, Hey buddy, uh, cool it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey guys, I'm agitated. You can tell. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to do anything, but I'm clearly bothered. Yeah. Yeah. So they drunkenly uh, got up and stumbled out, but I, I, I didn't know what to do in that situation. It's, it's a, that's a, that's a tough it's a tough journey to to navigate, I think. Yeah, I mean, if there's no, obviously, if it's guys, it's a lot easier. Plus, I mean, you're, you know, you know, visually impaired, so that makes it even harder. <laughs> That's the other. I don't want to like lift my cane and be like, I'm going to say something, but don't. I don't want any backlash. <laughs> Please don't smack me. I won't see it coming. <laughs> Tread lightly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I've, I've wrestled with that. What's the? Let me know, guys, in the super chat us and let us know what the right thing to do is. That's our phone topic of the day. Speaking, what does, what does a man do in that situation? Speaking of super chats, Drew P balls ten bucks. Happy Sunday morning, gents. Drew Peebles, we got to get to our boys later. We got a lot of that fan to cover, a ton, and a decent amount of Tom Myers. So we'll uh, we'll get there. Stick around, Drew Peebles. Uh, Magnesium Lenovo. Yes, the 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 crew that ruined it all. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, Magnesium linoleum, ten bucks. I skipped church to watch. No pressure, but I traded my soul for this show. That's good. Yep, that's good. The Church of Mike Warnke here on a Sunday morning. Uh, box eating dad, two bucks. Craig, are you on chemo? Where did your hair go? I got it cut. It's the, it's the, it's all part of the Ozempic, the Ozempic package. <laughs> Not an Ozempic. <laughs> hey, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Loud and clear, friend. That's a great question here by Drew P. Balls asking about the, um, why are you laughing background? It is now fixed. Uh, <laughs> five bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what the audience asked themselves during that intro. <laughs> yeah. Plenty of time to look elsewhere. <laughs> Well, it's an upgrade from Craig for you, uh, for any new viewers here. Craig used to have the Jerry Callahan logo behind me. So it was one time, one time. So upgrade. We're upgrade. The, the guy, Matt, that died, he fixed it for me. Um, all right. uh, so, so we uh, got some more. Hold on. Stucho, oh, all right, all right, Stucho all right. Stanley, five bucks. A man doesn't ask. He just knows. <laughs> he just knows how to read a room. Uh, Damn straight, baby. Uh, and Dang Lizard, five euros. When will the blind battle of wits happen? Day Lizard, why, why, I always see you giving Kevin Brennan money and you're not giving me money. What, what, <laughs> I, I don't understand. Uh, you give him $20, you give me $5. Uh, stuttering John versus Blind Mike, the IQ testing of the Dabbleverse. Hashtag Blind oh, we'll Stuttering we'll John. We'll get there. I had to take a break from my studies to talk to you <laughs> fellas today, so we'll get there. Yeah, I'm just reading the dictionary. <laughs> I want, This is literally... I was going to do a little bit where I closed a book when we started and I realized I don't have any books. Yeah. Plus, uh, holding that, <laughs> holding that book for about five to six minutes would have <laughs> right, been, yeah. been a long time. Yeah, that's true too. Uh, guys, before we get started today, make sure you go to blindmike.net. I appreciate all the support with the super chats and everything, but if you want to just support the show for free, uh, all the links, Apple, Spotify, what have you, all at blindmike.net. Subscribe to the YouTube. If you guys are watching now, make sure you subscribe, tap the notification bell so you always know when we go live and when we post videos. Um, and you can subscribe to the Patreon. Rumor has it Craig and Hackride might be doing a show on Patreon this week, although neither of them seem like they want to. I want to. He's. Uh, I'm, Hackride I'm, doesn't want to. No, I think he does. Okay. I think. <laughs> yeah, well, you also don't have to do it. I just I thought I thought I was giving you guys a a shot to say hello to the audience. I'll I'll be there. He'll come up with something. 
and uh, I'll, I'll watch whatever the fuck this car crash will be. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe maybe they'll do something on Patreon, but you always get bonus episodes of Why You Laughing. You can watch Quincy with us. Uh, if you join the Patreon, you can become a YouTube member as well, but you have to be on your desktop, and <laughs> it has to be a uh, warm summer day. There are a lot of to go right for you to become a YouTube member, so <laughs> yeah. subscribe to the Patreon if that's easier. And uh, all those links are at blindmike.net if you want to check that out. Uh, so, news in the podcasting world. Bobby Hutch, <laughs> the uh, executive producer, former executive producer of the Gas Digital Network. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with Gas Digital, it's where Legion of Skanks and Part of the Problem and uh, a bunch of other shows are housed. It's Luis J. Gomez's network uh, with his partner, Ralph Sutton. And you guys know I'm going to Skankfest uh, next week. I'm going to miss not only a great live show, but uh, a beautiful wedding of two young crazy kids for this goddamn thing. And it yeah. sounds like it might be a train wreck because the wheels are falling off at Gas Digital. I don't know what the hell's going on. It sure is. So Lewis has had like kind of a tough week, and I'm a big actually. Do we have sound that uh, displays why I'm uh, a Lewis J. Gomez supporter? Uh, we sure do, and I'm pulling okay. it up I, right now. I'm a big, I'm a big Luis J. Gomez supporter. I have his back, and he has mine. Blind and Mike, there's very Blind, good reason for that. Blind Mike, Blind Mike, who used to work for Barstool. <laughs> Blind Mike, Blind Mike, go watch Blind Mike Geary's podcast. Blind Mike, <laughs> thank you, Lewis. Thank you, we appreciate it. Hey, and I love you too, buddy. So, Luis is my guy. He's had a tough week here. He's being painted as some sort of tyrant. It's crazy. So, uh, unfortunately, we don't have the tweets anymore because Bobby Hutch deleted all of them, which shows you a real stable human being who's not going through anything at all. Sure. That's <laughs> it's always the case when you go on a Twitter tirade and then delete your account that uh, you're in good shape. But Bobby Hutch goes off on Twitter the other day randomly. So I guess he had not appeared. This is like Lewis's top guy. He's been at Legion of Skanks since essentially day one. Right. Um, which is, like I think, like... 10 years he's been working for them or close to it. And so, you know, he was always a, a loyal gas digital guy rose through the ranks there. And, uh, I guess he hadn't been around. I hadn't really noticed he wasn't on the shows anymore because he's not uh, a central character on air or anything, but evidently he hasn't been around. People noticed and they were asking him on Twitter and he just went off off about how, uh, Lewis doesn't pay him. Um, they went through all sorts of, they, basically he was saying that Lewis is gaslighting the audience the way he gaslights his girlfriends. Uh, he really went in on Lewis and there was all kinds of stuff. And it's strange because like, so he starts giving out his salary and he says that he's making $40,000 a year after taxes. That's kind of a weird move. It's like, well, that's your job. Go get a better job. If you don't want that job, that's something I don't understand. And it's a thing that reminds me there's a lot of talk with Kevin Brennan and Shuley and all these people. They get into what people are making. And like my thing has always been, if you think you can make more money and that's important to you, go do it. But don't blame the place you're working right. for what they're paying you. Like I didn't make much money at Barstool. If I went on every day and bitched about it, they would say, just leave. We don't need you. Beat Whereas what, now here's the difference. If, if Kirk did that or big cat did that, or someone who's valuable to the company, 
they'd say, hey, you're not happy. We're afraid you're going to go somewhere else. We'll give you more money. <laughs> but with someone that maybe doesn't isn't worth it or in gas digital case, I think here's what it is more. I don't know that they're making money hand over fist. I don't know that they can afford to pay people you know, $300,000 a year to produce a podcast. I, I don't believe they can afford that. Um, so I don't get this bitching online, but they try to paint Lewis as like this evil guy. Now, if you know Lewis's character at all, we did an episode about dice um, for why are you laughing. That's on Patreon now. And we kind of started getting into this where if you know someone's character, why does it shock you? Like all the, the people coming out with Jimmy Fallon right now that are saying Jimmy Fallon's this terror to work for. That's a story because it's surprising. Jimmy Fallon plays like this nice guy on the show. So people are like, I thought that was him. He, he must be all sunshine and roses all the time. Lewis wears who he is on his sleeve pretty well. So to tweet out like Lewis J. Gomez was difficult to work for as a boss. I don't know who you think is going to be like, what? I can't go to his shows now. This is heartbreaking. I didn't know that was the guy. He yelled at you. That's stunning. Yeah. He he yells at the producers a thousand times an episode. Minimum. Roughly. (laughs) Roughly. Give or take. Yeah. 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 Well, and here's the thing, too, is like Craig's not an employee of mine. I try to throw him money when he can, but he's essentially volunteered because he wants to be part of this show. If he came to me and said, I don't have time to do this, I need X, Y, and Z from you, I would either say, uh, good riddance, or okay, let's work on that. Those are essentially the options. All right. It's not cra- like, I'm just telling you now, Craig, for when you go on your uh, media tour uh, insulting me. <laughs> yeah, Craig, Craig doesn't really have the option to be like he did. I'm not stealing money from him. I'm not pretending I'm going to pay him one amount and paying him another, or not paying him at all. It's like that's right. that's what we've discussed and worked out. Yeah, and if he ever can't do it, bon voyage. And like people at Gas Digital have left and gone to work for like Adam Carolla and shit. And I don't remember there being some grudge harbored, maybe behind the scenes shit that I'm not aware of. But it wasn't this this public takedown that Bobby Hutch tried to perpetrate on Lewis. So Lewis, you could tell, by the way, uh, shout out to Dave from Hull, who mentioned this to me when he was on uh, KMS the other day. I wouldn't have known about it because Lewis J. Gomez is always on a Twitter tirade of some kind. Mm -hmm. I generally don't pay it much mind, (laughs) but this one actually was very interesting because he's getting into some personal shit here. And I didn't expect this when, uh, I watched his response. So he responded to it on the real ass podcast. And I'll say the, his level of emotion was a little surprising. Me and Bobby have created like truly incredible, memorable things that have changed, you know, changed people's lives in a lot of ways. Legion of Skanks is a show. I get a message a day, at least in my inbox with somebody saying that this show has changed my life. And it Hold is, on one second. In- this is a tough it's tough when you get into this mindset because, like, I get what he's saying, mm-hmm. where people may, and like, hey, this podcast got me through a hard time and all that. But it's a tough look when you're the one acknowledging it. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? When you're like, yeah. we've we've really changed a lot of lot. It's like this is the breakup of Louis J. Gomez and Bobby Hutch. You know, yeah. <laughs> we, we've really changed a lot of lives together. This is a it's a tough look. You can tell uh, the rattlesnake is is definitely in a, a tough place mentally right here. 
because he's been betrayed by a, what he considered a good friend, and uh, it gets worse. Well, it also makes you think that Bobby might be onto something because Lewis is responding like he was a pillar of this entire thing, and more important than maybe he was treated. Well, we'll get into that. That's I, I think Bobby was very important. Like, he was a high-ranking member there, but we'll get into right. why I have no sympathy for that, really. Changed my life, and it has been something that's really important. And... Um, and Bobby is somebody who helped me create that. And out of respect for him, I've never wanted to, uh, um, trash him or to disparage his name. Lewis has the toughest voice to listen to cry. It's terrible. He's got that gravelly (laughs) deep voice. So when you hear it get emotional, it's, it, it doesn't compute. It's not even that it's like uh, making fun of him. It's more that it doesn't register that voice trying to work through tears. It'd be like if Jerry started crying on air. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Dylan Mulvaney was a good friend of mine. <laughs> I trusted him. Kindergarten shouldn't have been reading that book. <laughs> to disparage his name. Um, <clears throat> what a I am. There we go. He pulls out. <laughs> yeah, he uses a slur to pull himself out of that. That was good. Nothing wrong with it. It's t- It's funny because like I've cried on air before, and it's never, it's never not funny. Like it wasn't funny to me, of course. But when I'm not involved, it, it's, it's, it's always funny. funny, even if the man has a reason to cry. Yeah, it's just tough. On a podcast, because like to him, it's very personal, obviously. But to us, it's a lot of fun because it's like this guy isn't doing the podcast anymore and Lewis is weeping. (laughs) (laughs) But to him, it's a very personal thing. I get it. It's just funny to watch. And that voice is is rough hearing him choke through tears. It sure is. But it continues. No one send this to him, by the way. He's going to beat me up this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Look for the, yeah, you should have waited. Steal my cane again. <laughs> should have waited till after this weekend. <laughs> I know. Toward the end, I, I thought there was something deeper going on. Something, um, you know, I, whether, whether it was the work making him sort of crack or what it was, it was just every time there would be any conversation. And it wasn't just with me. This is with my partners at Skankfest, with Ralph. Anytime any pushback was given to him for anything, it would, was met with like really like just like the energy was, was wild. Um, you know, and then at the end, he started saying that he wasn't happy with the money. We we did everything we could do. You know, we we genuinely did everything we could do. We we gave him a raise at the end. We started letting him work from home. We suggested we start having weekly meetings so we could just let the air out every week and not have blow ups and and everything we did. He it just really wasn't met with anything. And at the end, he ended up quitting. He it was a it was a thing with him and Ralph, a dumb thing. Like just a, it was a nothing. And he just blew up and said, "No, I, you guys don't respect me. I have to quit." Um, and it sucked. It really sucked. Um, it sucked in a very, very big way. And it, um, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why quitting can't be the end of it. I don't know why it has to be. And like, I see people going back at Lewis online and saying like, well, you take vacations throughout the year. You couldn't have paid him more money. It's like, well, he's the performer and the boss and his salary is his salary. And Bobby's is his salary. You can't break down every you know, extra dollar that Lewis spends on recreation and be like, well, that could have gone to Bobby Hutch. Doesn't he take them all on vacation once a year? That's the other thing is people kept pointing out these vacations. He brings the entire staff of gas digital to Jamaica every year. And then I saw people saying that like, 
oh, it's probably corporate retreat bullshit. It's like, these are, these are drug addicts. I'm pretty sure they're just getting high every day. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think they're all holding hands and uh, doing a, a, a hopscotch tournament to try and team build. No shit. But uh, here he is getting into the uh, pay, as you alluded to earlier. Okay, let's hear that. He, I guess some people were like, oh, he, you know, he, he said he makes $40,000 after taxes. I don't exactly know what his tax deal is. I, I'll tell you right now, I guess maybe he's talking about just his salary from Gas Digital. Um, everyone pays taxes. Uh, you know, you can't blame taxes on me, but his salary from Gas Digital was a pretty competitive Notice salary for podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, this guy would take taxes from me. <laughs> it's like, all right, you can't. This is where people get crazy. Like when they develop a, a feud with someone is they blame them for everything. It's like, well, after taxes, it's like, yeah, Lewis didn't invent those. Yeah, not <laughs> you know, <laughs> he wasn't getting together with the government saying, yeah, really fuck this guy on his on his taxes. Make sure you take a healthy percentage. But he couldn't know that for sure. Now, could he? No, that's fair. Producing. He also received a salary from Skankfest. That was it was a pretty good chunk of change. He also got a kickback from Legion of Skanks. That was a pretty good chunk of change. Um, when you look at what he was making overall from the different businesses that I'm at the helm of. He was making substantially more than the, he, he, he posted that thing. I was like, you're, you fall within that bracket. Now, no, it wasn't a six figure high paying job. Um, but most people that produce podcasts don't make that much money. There's a handful of jobs that are out there that exist Amen. like that. And by the way, <laughs> if an opportunity arose for any of my producers to go and make fucking real money, real fucking money. Do you think I would stand in the way? I, we would throw them a going away party. If, if somebody came to Shannon right now and said, hey, we want to pay Shannon $150,000 a year to go produce this podcast. Do you think I'm going to go, no, Shannon, sorry. Either we're going to match it, which we can't, or we're going to say, congratulations. That's fucking incredible. That's yeah, so just being honest there and saying, like, if a producer came to me and said, I need to make $150,000 a year, more power to you. I can't afford that. You know, and even if you want to go through Lewis's books and prove that technically he could afford it, it's his choice not to pay someone that where people are getting crazy and where Bobby Hutch got crazy. is They're acting like Bobby Hutch's salary was one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year and he was only getting paid for it. The allegations are not that Bobby Hutch was owed money. That's what I, I, I'm finding crazy by all this is like, you know. Find another job if you don't like what you're current job is paying you now where a lot of people and this was a thing with stern forever where like stuttering john would get into it with stern and call stern cheap because uh a lot of the staff didn't make a shit ton of money i've always found that to not really be true because if you looked at jackie gary robin fred like the top dogs there already was making 100 grand a year like the people that were valuable to howard or that howard deemed valuable were actually making a lot of money um but my other, th my, my thing to stuttering John at that time would be like, well, go work for a different radio show. We saw what happened when stuttering John was producer on the Stephanie Miller show. He got fired because he sucked. He was bad at the job on a lot of shows. You might not work now. Bobby Hutch may be a great producer and maybe he could go produce for bad friends or Andrew Schultz or something and make a lot more money. Good for him. Evidently, Gas Digital either doesn't want to or can't afford to pay you that. So I don't know this bitching. And what's weird is the amount of people, and it's usually people that just like to see a, a fight of some kind. But the amount of people that you see online that are like rallying around Bobby and shitting on Lewis for all of this, where it's like, 
how do you think he's right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like how I, I don't understand this idea. And it's a thing in our generation. I feel like our generation and younger where people feel they're entitled to just be given things. It's like, you kind of have to ask for it, you know? Yeah. And also he's being way more open than anyone else that owns a business would be <laughs> in this video. So right. Just by saying we couldn't afford $150,000. <laughs> That's you what know I mean. what I mean? Like that he's, he's being very open. So maybe there, listen, I'm sure he's a difficult guy to work for. I'm sure he yells and screams and can be difficult, but that's the type of guy you're working for. So if you don't like it, you should work somewhere else. It's gotten to, things have gotten to a weird tipping point where, uh, you know, I think like all the, all the me too stuff was very good and not having employees harassed and abused. That's all very good. No one should have to, put up with that type of environment. But now we've gotten to the point where it's like, my boss asked a lot of me and said it in a stern way. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Like now that's abuse is being like a difficult boss or a pain in the ass to work for. You know, like that, those are the, the, the type of people that lead, you know, someone like me who's a pushover isn't going to be running a successful corporation. Right. You know, because I'm not good at managing people in that way. Sometimes you have to be an asshole to get your point across and get what you want done. So this idea that like, oh, he, he yells a lot. I shouldn't have to put up with that. It's like, well, then work somewhere else. Work for a preschool. You know, I believe him, too, though, when he says like off air, I'm not yelling. But even if he is that it's his, it's his right, I think. But yeah, I, I do believe he's probably easier to work for than he comes off on air for sure. I would think, Definitely. but that's the other thing is Bobby Hutch is, he's one of these guys. This is very, it was stuttering Johnish and maybe Bobby Hutch was going through something. I messaged him and asked him to come on here. And he replied, I can't right now, which I thought was kind of an odd response. And then he deleted his Twitter. Oh, he was maybe I to. ran him off Twitter, but <laughs> he's like, this guy's hounding me. He won't leave me alone. How does he know but, where I am? Yeah. But I, 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 I lost my train of thought now. I forgot what I was saying, but, uh, Oh, he one of the rants he was going on is like, you know, oh, he's a baby. Like, li listen to the way he talks to Uber drivers and like bitches about uh, hotels that have fucked him over and shit like that. And I'm like, you're listing things that Lewis has brought on air. Right. You know what I mean? Like now you're trying to win points by like exposing something that Lewis has talked about. The reason we know it, the reason you're talking about it is because Lewis has presented that to the audience. It's not a gotcha moment. That's a weird thing, I think, too. Right. But uh, here's the last clip. It's him talking about the workload. Uh, yeah. So, again, like, if if you feel you're working at a place that's uh, overextending you, you have to make those changes, not them. Right. I'm never going to fire Bobby. I've never fired Bobby. When he's saying I fired him, he's talking about where he's f literally freaking out about the work, saying he's too much work, he has too much stress. And I said, dude, if you can't handle it, let me know. And then he would go, you're threatening to fire me. And I'm like, dude, no, there's not me threatening to fire you. I'm saying if you can't handle the extra work, we can't give you the Skankfest work or we can't give you uh, the, the this extra. That's one place, and maybe Lewis is accurate in this. That's one place I do believe, maybe in the heat of anger, Lewis said like, if you can't handle it, fucking leave. <laughs> but even if that were true, I wouldn't begrudge him for that. That's kind of... I think that's the appropriate response and giving him an option. To do yeah. It. Like if we're giving you too much work, that's I, I, I was shocked at the amount of people. The reason I want to talk about this mainly is because I was shocked at the amount of people I saw on like tw Twitter and Reddit and shit 
uh, on Bobby's side <laughs> where they're like, yeah, fuck. Lewis. It seemed like an opportunity for these, you know, trolls to be like, fuck Lewis. Or I'm like, I don't, I don't get what he's doing wrong. And now listen, I'm biased. So maybe you guys can let me know of what I'm missing, but I, I don't see where he's wrong here. Uh, you know, job on the side that that's taking up a lot of your time because that's just the name of the game. I don't know everybody's workload like that. I don't micromanage the work of the employees here at cast digital. And I don't think that they want me micromanaging the, the work. You know, I, I, we don't breathe down everyone's neck. People make their own hours for the most part, and they get to work on the projects that they want to work on. They get to fucking hang out with their friends. They get to create some really fun shit and hopefully make a little bit of cash, you know, and that's the, the, the job here. And the ceiling sort of was where Bobby was at. That is the, the most you can make at Gas Digital right now, unless we grow the business. Yeah. So that's the thing is like, there would be, maybe be a little more credence to this if Jamie Vernon came out and was like, Joe Rogan's paying me $40,000 a year. <laughs> then you'd be like, well, that's a little weird. We all saw the name. We know he makes $200 million from Spotify. <laughs> so that's a little odd. But then again, I would also say like, hey, you're producing a podcast. <laughs> if you think you're worth more than that to him, say something to Joe. Don't bitch about it on Twitter. Yeah, we, we and also- if Joe says, beat it then you got to find a new job. What can I tell you? <laughs> Bobby Hodge probably saw the shit that Jamie was getting. Like I'm pretty positive Rogan bought his house like, right. <laughs> and all that. And he's like, you guys can't even give me like a bus ticket. That's the thing is people, people compare it to like the top. They look at like Rogan or, or maybe Bill Simmons or something and say like, Oh, well these guys get well paid. It's like, well, look at the other angle, you know, look at the people who get, now I'm projecting. Look at the people who get solid views on YouTube and make a pittance, for God's sake. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you know? That's right. So, yeah, it's a, it, podcasting is a relatively new industry. Very new industry, actually, to where it's like making money and things. So this idea that you should, what should you be making? Like, I get it's expensive to live in New York City. I don't know if he lives in the city or outside of it. I get it's expensive to live and work in that area. But again, if you can't afford to do something else. That's not Lewis's job to be like, Hey, is this enough for all of your bills and expenses? And like, you're married. So is that cool? And then another thing they were going after him for is like, Bobby was like, uh, Lewis reached out to my wife and started gaslighting her and saying, he thought I was like unhinged. And when Lewis explained that, he's like, I think he said that he officiated their wedding or something. Yeah, no, but he, it was also like, uh, hey, please make sure he doesn't yeah. do anything So Lewis is like, I'm close with both. I was part of their wedding. I'm close with both of them. So I messaged her and said like, hey, is he all right, basically? Right. Which is kind of what you do when you see someone unraveling is reach out to the people close to them and be like, keep an eye on this guy. He doesn't seem well. <laughs> you right. know? Exactly. So I did, it took a little of the wind out of my sails when I saw him delete his Twitter because I was like, oh, maybe he realizes he went, <laughs> went a little too crazy. <laughs> Um, let's see. We got some super chats here. Let's catch up. Um, where are we? Let's go. Let's go front to back, I guess. Uh, Charles Lovett, five bucks. How are we going to get Ojeda to read the chat again? By the way, you sound different on blind Mike ramblings. I sound, oh, maybe he means like when I'm a serious Mike for a minute, <laughs> serious points. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, Cardiff electric still waiting for that tweet, brother. Um, to oh yeah, that's right. hey hey Cardiff, <laughs> where's that tweet, brother? <laughs> um, TikTok. 
What's uh? What's better? What's better than Blind Mike on a Sunday morning? Anything? Fuck KB. <laughs> Cardiff, you uh, set me up. I thought you were gonna say something positive there, and that's when you did the old switcheroo. Uh, so your co-host is on crack support from Dang Lizard. <laughs> Two euros. Ozempic. 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 Yes, is what he's on. Um. Uh, here's my IQ uh, test question for Stuttering John. What does IQ stand for? Five bucks. <laughs> Intellectual quiz. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Rich Voss line. In- intelligence questions. <laughs> um, we'll get to John. I just want to get to some of these uh, more topical, newsworthy stories first. But uh, dang, we'll, we'll get to John. John and Dad will be the meat of this episode, I think. Dang Lizard, 12, uh, 20 euros. Uh, here is a super chat for the Blind Mike Project. Introducing me to Heil Honey, that show, and Danger 5 is the... SWA sticker of comedy. <laughs> I don't know what that last part means, but yes. Hi, uh, if I'm you say wish- if you say SWA out loud before sticker, I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I caught gotcha. that one. I caught that one. <laughs> um, Boy. Let's see. Here's my uh, let's uh, Rup. I don't know how to pronounce your name, brother. I'm sorry. Ten bucks. Here's my tithe, Mike. What's that? All right. Don't know what that means. All right, moving on, shall we? Uh, Should we talk about Hassan Minaj now? Uh, Of course. (laughs) This is interesting because you want to talk about gaslighting. (laughs) Hassan Minaj has been gaslighting his audience, apparently. And I found this to be an interesting story. Um, So Hassan Minaj is, is... essentially being vetted for the daily show, I guess he's, I think he's kind of the favorite to take over for Trevor Noah, whenever they come back from the writer's strike and everything, if they do. And I didn't know much about Hassan Minaj. There's been a couple controversies with him over the years in that show Patriot Act that was on Netflix. I remember there was some controversy that led to that getting taken off. I don't really remember or care what it was. Um, I didn't know much about Hassan Minaj's comedy. I always assumed he was a funny guy based on the fact that he has an audience. Uh, Shame on me, based on some of the clips I've seen. (laughs) Hassan strikes me more as someone that built an audience in that kind of era uh, from 2020 and prior, where it was a lot more about what you represented. You know, I think we're drifting away from that, luckily. But there were a lot of people in the last decade or so that built an audience, Hannah Gatsby probably being the the poster child of this, where you have an audience because you have a message. Uh, The people are there to clap, not necessarily laugh. They're there to, uh, you go girl at your punchlines rather than get any like comedic uh, value out of it. So Hassan Minaj seems to be one of these guys. Um, He makes a lot of uh, powerful racial points. And that's where this story gets interesting because uh, the New Yorker, did a piece where essentially they looked into a lot of Hassan Minaj's claims of, uh, actually, can we pull that story up? Yes. Just cause I don't want to, um, I don't want to paraphrase anything. I'd like to get it correct. The, uh, <clears throat> what, what was the, why did this start by the way? Is it just because of the daily show? And is that it? So you mean, why would the article be Like, why would they look into this now? Yeah. I assume that's probably why is that whenever anyone has an opportunity like this, he got Seth Simons in a way in his own, in his own world. But in a way it's someone saying like, Oh, this guy has an opportunity. Let's try and dig up some skeletons on him. I think that's probably it. 
It makes sense. Um, which which sucks. Now, what we're going to evaluate is like, does Hassan Minaj deserve it to some extent? Overall, I don't think he does, but I do think there's some interesting points here to be made. Yeah, this is uh, um, how Hassan Minaj's fabrications could help white supremacy. The comedian is the boy who cried racist wolf. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where they get, you know, Hassan Minaj is on their side, and then they get indignant about it. Yeah. They're like, they're like, no, no, no. We got to kick this Indian guy out of the right side of history. Yeah, yeah. He stinks, right? Isn't he, uh, um, isn't he like too right leaning for The Daily Show? Is he? It doesn't seem like it based on some of this stuff. For some reason, I thought like, um, Maybe it was during statue season that he had some things that I agreed with. And that's where oh, I'm well, thinking. Maybe. Well, that, but that's what I said. I, I kind of started to like Trevor Noah because like he's clearly a left-leaning guy. Yeah. But he would once in a while say things that right. like, he's you know not supposed to go off script right. from like what he was supposed to say. So I kind of liked Trevor, for Noah, Trevor Noah for that. So maybe Hassan's one of those guys. I don't know a ton about him outside of this article. Um, would you like me to read this article here? Yeah, please. Give us the... Give us the the cliff notes, if nothing else. Uh, last year, when I saw Hassan Minaj perform stand-up comedy in New York, he told a joke about how he came across a drunk white woman who was vomiting on the side of the street. And when he went to check if she was all right, she looked up and asked if he was her Uber driver. <laughs> he does have a lot of these convenient stories. Um, yeah, well, that's what's interesting. So well, read the read the punchline and then... <laughs> um, I rolled my eyes, turned to my friend and called bullshit. Yeah. Uh, turns out it probably was the comedian, a Muslim Indian American who has built a brand and career around autobiograph autobiographical comedy with the political overtones, often centering himself in stories where he is subjected to racism. Yeah. So here's what's interesting is that like Dave Chappelle and Louis CK are probably the two best examples of guys that are really funny and well-respected, but yep. also will tell lies like blatant lies. Norm McDonald's another one. Yeah, they'll tell lies, quote unquote, in their in their stand up. For example, I don't think uh, Dave Chappelle bought crack off a of baby on a, when he was sitting in a limousine. Oh, you don't think in a in a bad neighborhood? Wow. That probably wasn't true. I don't think his buddy uh, was racing police officers and said, uh, "Officer, I didn't know I couldn't do that." <laughs> I don't think those are necessarily true stories. Um. And even even like Louis is famous for like he'll have bits where he's like, ah, was it, a, you know, was it a Tuesday or a Wednesday? It doesn't matter. It didn't fucking happen anyways. <laughs> so get, get back into yeah. the joke. Right. So these would be technically lies, mm -hmm. but no one can. They're funny stories. The difference here is and that's what I was worried when I saw this article. I was like, they're going after a comedian because his stories aren't true. But this is more like what we talked about with Bobby Lee. Remember we talked about Bobby Lee and his lawsuit with Amazon? Yeah. Bobby Lee's been telling this story for years about uh, some underage trans hooker or something like that. <laughs> and then when he was called out on it, he was like, well, I made it up. What's the big deal? I made the story up. And it's like, yeah, but you build it as true. And when people called you a liar, you were like, no, 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 I swear. You're like you swore it was a true story. And also it was presented in a way like this really happened. It was told on a podcast, not on stage. Um, so what I want to do with Hassan is listen to his stuff because I wasn't familiar with his comedy at all. So let's listen to this and say, is it more in the Dave Chappelle category 
or the Bobby Lee category where you were trying to present yourself as something that, that isn't true. So the main story that was in question was this anthrax thing. Um, so you have the audio of that, right, Craig? Yeah, let me pull it up. Here. God forbid we play the video. Netflix will sodomize us. They won't even this Netflix doesn't allow any screen recording of any kind. So I they just come go, to my home and they uh, they they don't touch me. They rape my girlfriend and make me watch. <laughs> Those are Yo. the stipulations that they laid down. I'm like, <laughs> fellas, come on. What are we back at the Wilbur? Knock it off. <laughs> uh, here it is. Here. A fan mail. I go, give me my fan mail, Carlos. He grabs a stack of letters. He hands them to me. I rip it open. I flip it over. And all this white powder falls into the stroller. (gasps) And it falls on my daughter's shoulder. Her neck, her cheeks. And she's staring at me. And I run upstairs and I tell Bina. And this time I can't lie. We rush down to NYU, but this time we go through the emergency room. It's a comedy show, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Just, just so everyone has the full context. He opened his fan mail and something he believes to be anthrax spilled all over his daughter. Hilarious. Very, very, very powerful stuff. Now, hold on a second. Maybe we're working our way towards a hilarious punchline. That's gr- what we don't know yet. That's right. It- he could be, he could be drawing us in. That's one of the rules of comedy. He could be drawing us in. For a little misdirection. It could be the greatest punchline in the history of time. That's weird. Perhaps. Let's see. The moment they see the baby, they just rip the clothes off her and they take her away. And me and Bina were sitting in the waiting room for hours and we're not talking. Finally, around midnight, nurse comes in and she's holding my daughter. But she's with an investigator. And the investigator reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a plastic baggie filled with white powder. He goes, Mr. Minhaj. You couldn't just hold it? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> this is towards the end, too. I, this is like, I think it's closer, right? Close. Close. Yeah, so he, he's, he's wrapping in. Hey, again, maybe we haven't gotten to a punchline yet, so maybe we're working our way towards one. It could be a big one. Yeah, we'll go until he hits a punchline. Yeah. You're very lucky. This isn't real anthrax. Oh, but I've God. been in this department long enough to it's know not even a real story. Doesn't come out and could neither is this story. <laughs> Mr. Minhaj, I'm not even a real investigator. How this funny is in a real hospital. How funny would it have been though if he was like, and neither is this story. Thank you. That's my time. <laughs> that would have been pretty funny. You guys will get this after a New Yorker piece in a few years, so I'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask you something, young man. Who on earth have you been antagonizing? Oh, come on. I hope that wasn't the punchline. Hold on. Oh, my <laughs> they, God. Oh, boy. The audience laughed, but. <laughs> well, they probably would have laughed at almost anything other than the story he was telling. Can I? So uh, you, you probably know a little more about law enforcement than me, but is it general practice that, uh, you know, like an FBI agent will come out and be like, hey, pff, whose feathers did you ruffle, son? <laughs> I mean, we could have had anthrax here. Uh, Mr. Ma- goose. Mr. Minaj, I'm going to need your phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hold on. Maybe that wasn't meant to be the punchline. I'm sure we're getting somewhere. It was just a setup that wasn't talking about killing a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a tag. You know, here's what a tag is. Let me explain that for 40 minutes. <laughs> it's a tag. 
everybody. <laughs> do you have to do that? I'm like, I don't know. Okay. All right. So now the cop, for anyone that missed it, we go back just a little bit in case uh, we talked over it a little there. The cop or the FBI, whoever this is, the, the boy doesn't exist. I don't know why I'm trying to clarify who it is. <laughs> this fictional character <laughs> says, uh, you know, Hassan says, I, I, I offend everybody. And the agent says, do you have to do that? Like he's, this child could have been poisoned and the agent is chastising Hassan for having too edgy of comedy. Why are you so vicious on Twitter, dude? This is your daughter. Wait, hey, Bill Hicks, knock it off with the edge. <laughs> quit, hey, quit bothering the wrong people. <laughs> Stop asking too many questions. <laughs> On earth have you been antagonizing? The system. Everybody. This is like Middle Eastern do rife, have dude. have to do that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm doing this. They give the baby back to Bina. The people and- need their laughs. So back to my kid being covered in anthrax. <laughs> America needs to laugh. It's really bad when you start watching this. Like, it's cringy if it were a true story. Right. That he's making us do this at a comedy show. It's more of a one-man show, I guess. Like, this is very one-man show, Hannah Gadsby vibes. Right. All I'm thinking of right now is when Hannah Gadsby is yelling, I feel pain! <laughs> and you're like, this is a comedy show? That's exactly What's what going I, on here? That's exactly what I've been thinking this whole time. Is like, imagine sitting there being like, what the fuck did I pay for? <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah, but his audience loves it. Like, the, like, the audience that he has acquired eats this up. Because, again, he's, he's built his audience on um, points that he's making, not jokes. Yeah, uh, it's tough. <laughs> I reach well, over let's to continue. my daughter. You'll we'll, we'll get to a punchline eventually. Bino won't let me touch her. And it kills me. We get home. She puts the baby down. Then she finally talks to me. She goes, okay. <laughs> okay. This is great, by the way. This is great. When you're watching it, knowing that this is a lie, we're about to get to a great moment. Because just keep in mind, none of this happened. Right. I'm going to talk about it ever again. The only reason why we're here tonight is because you chose clout over our kids. (laughs) You chose pushing boundaries and clapping back at the patriarchy, Hassan. (laughs) This is... Awful. I, I I misread this guy, I think. Hassan, your words are too powerful. Don't you know that? Why are you so goddamn good? You need to stop what you're doing at once. You almost killed our kid with your jokes. Hassan, take a break from changing the world every day and think about your child. <laughs> yeah, you'll have a monument in DC one day, but not yet. Keep in mind, this didn't happen, so it's all him paying himself compliments. <laughs> you chose the massive fame and fortune. <laughs> He's pretending these are his wife's words, but they're his. Right. Yeah, this is this is what you think in the shower. He's just saying it in front of an audience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you say kids? 
Oh, go back, go back, go back. I'm pregnant. Go back. We missed, we missed what's about to be a powerful moment. Now remember, this man is making this up. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget that. Very important fact. Oh, can I say, I don't really have a problem with him doing that. I don't have a problem with him lying. Like if this is just a, now we know he's a liar, I guess, but. But, I mean, no. So here's the thing. It's also like when Hassan Minaj, Hassan, Hassan Minaj got famous when? Eight years ago, probably, give or take. Something like that. Were people mailing anthrax at that time? I feel like the anthrax days were long over. Was he doing stand-up back then? He got on The Daily Show, I want to say... Oh, he was Jon Stewart's last hire. So it must have been like 2014. Oh, then this is... you're not famous the day you start on The Daily Show. Then this is fucking insane. Yeah, so so evidently he got anthrax sent to him. Now listen to this poignant moment that uh, definitely happened. Over our kids. I go, kids? Did you say kids? She goes, I'm pregnant. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) He's getting choked up. And this is like when Michael Scott cried at the tagline for the movie that he created. Yeah. (laughs) He he had no arms or legs. He could not see, hear, or speak. This is how he saved a nation. This is fucking nuts. (laughs) Did you say kids? Don't you tell me that you're pregnant and I've got to think even more about the powerful words that pour out of me. I want to know how this bit went the night before and the night after. (laughs) My greatest weapon is my acid tongue. (laughs) And you're telling me I have to control that for my children. When it comes to me, nobody's safe. I mean, he's just a DR. You get to say whatever you want on stage, and we have to live with the consequences. Hassan, do you even have a line? You get to change the world every night. We have to live with the consequences of you speaking. You are Lenny Bruce and Richard Pryor and George Carlin rolled into one Indian man. Yeah. A real hand. And we have to live with that. Mike. I mean, sorry, Hassan, you forgot. Handsome Indian man. <laughs> Hassan, you're, you're brave. You're handsome. You're smart. <laughs> you are the voice of a generation. But now you have to be a father. <laughs> Do you think you can handle that, Hassan? Because this is crazy. I don't it sure a- is. <laughs> Does he just like go past the anthrax thing? Does he bring it up again? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Let's keep listening. Magazine thinks you're an influencer. If oh, hold on. Go back. Go back. <laughs> I forgot about this part. You, Listen, you're too dangerous for the American public, son. <laughs> don't you know that? <laughs> even have a line? Because this is crazy. I don't give a shit that Time Magazine thinks you're an influencer. If you <laughs> my kids in danger i don't care that you were people magazine's sexiest man alive this goes back to your favorite thing to bring up with um dennis leary writing uh rescue me yes yeah tommy i don't care if you're a sexual adonis i don't care if you pleasure me night after night after night i can't get enough 
the sex is great. It's always amazing. <laughs> but that's not the point. You have to care for your children, damn it. <laughs> I will leave you. Hold on. No, one more point I wanted to make is just that, you know, uh, neither Craig nor I are in, in this position. The Time Magazine piece on us got squashed. It did. So we don't we don't know for a fact, but I find it hard to believe that even if you're famous, that a spouse in an argument over like your child was just poisoned or so you thought. Yeah. Why? Why am I analyzing this? He made it all up. But <laughs> let's 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 live in his reality for a moment. Right. Your child just got poisoned. Your wife reveals there's a you know a bun in the oven. A second kid on the way. Right. Is Hell. that wife in the state of mind to yell like? I don't care if you're Time Magazine's most interesting man alive. <laughs> you're the sexiest. I don't care about all the many accolades you've accrued. I don't care that you're 2014's most handsome man on earth. Anthrax <laughs> sure, is the still. The New York Times said you're the comic to watch. <laughs> but that doesn't matter in this house. I did not think he was this fucking crazy. This is really douchey to pretend it's so it's so much funnier, like knowing it's a lie, because, by the way, he's he's acknowledged it, which we'll get to after we're done playing this. Um, he admitted all that, which we'll talk about. But I just want to wrap this up because it's pretty douchey. You get to say whatever you want on stage and we have to live with the consequences. Hassan, do you even have a line? Because this is crazy. I don't give a shit. That Time Magazine thinks you're an influencer. If you ever put my kids in danger again, I will leave you in a second. <gasps> That's her cousin. What? That shit is real, man. Cheered or something? Oh, That's her cousin. Uh, 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 yeah. Uh. Bina's right. It's crazy because the first joke I ever told Saved my life. Oh my God. And, the first joke I ever told resulted in protests around the world. <laughs> Hold on. What saved his life? We got to hear this. I know. My first joke. And now my stupid ass jokes almost cost me my baby's life. I'm like, yeah, fuck this. This is out of control. Now I'll just give serious speeches. <laughs> now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to host a mock news show on television. I said, my jokes are getting me in too much trouble. I'll say thoughtful, serious points. <laughs> I'm going to make up. And bill it as a comedy special. Yeah, I'm, I'm, instead of making up jokes, I'm going to make up horrible, maybe real, maybe definitely not real stories. That's when I decided I'm going to yell lies at the audience. <laughs> That's pretty much it from that, right? I'll see. Uh, <laughs> more or less. Yeah, more or less. Um, yeah, so Hassan Minaj responds to this article and says, yes, uh, we as comedians embellish. I'd say it's like, you know, 70% real and 30% embellished. And then this was probably the worst part, in my opinion, is that he said, uh, the point that I'm making are that it, it is that these stories happen to people. They may not have happened to me, but they've happened to someone. And it's like, yeah, but you're framing it as if it's your hardship. Right. You see, like there, there would actually be legitimate outrage if I, as like a white guy, was claiming that these things happened to me and they didn't. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> that they do happen to some people. They didn't happen to you. You lived somewhat 
privileged life for at least the last decade or so. So you aren't relating to these things that you're pretending to relate to. Don't you see that it's worse to lie and say you relate to these things than not have gone through them at all? It's way worse. It's way worse. Yeah. So can we play the other clip I sent you? We sure can. I like how it's like a, uh, you know, a com a comic fabricates a story and you read it on the surface, like a headline. You're like, so? Yeah, well, that's the thing. That's why I wanted to read more into it because, again, there's a lot of comedians that ooh lie, lie quote unquote. What's what's worse, this or Ren is easy? Ren is easy didn't do it on stage. He just, he was te- like, I, I almost feel bad for Ren is easy because like he told that lie to people, and then other people started sharing that lie, and he was like, ah, fuck, I got to defend this now. Right. Like, Ren is Easy didn't become... I didn't know that story until it came out that he was lying about it. And it also didn't... It, this could have potentially set off, like, <laughs> racial backlash in the country. <laughs> well, right, <laughs> if, yeah. Like, because people were it using is, it, this as evidence yeah. as to why, you know, George Floyd happened or something. Yeah, and in his own words, he's, like, the biggest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and to my knowledge, Ren is Easy didn't get the league because he was there on 9-11. No, you got it because he was very funny. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't get into the comedy store because of that story or anything. So, I, I don't, like, he lied. It's weird. I think it's really weird that he made that up and kind of went with it. But he didn't tell it on stage. He kind of, he tried to, he, he felt uncomfortable that that got out there and tried to kind of distance himself from it. Um, he didn't do a good enough job, obviously, but, like, um, I kind of look at that as water under the bridge where this is weird in the sense that he's trying to get your pity. Right. Like him saying, hey, it doesn't matter. It does happen to people. It's like, yeah, but you accepted when people felt bad for you, people trying to sympathize with you and people reaching out to you. You accepted all of that. When people said like, hey, Hassan, that's awful that you had to go through that. Did you say thank you? Or did you say, oh, I'm making it up. It actually happened to other people. <laughs> um, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Brian Kowalchuk uh, became a new member. Thank you, sir. Oh, thank you, Brian. Uh, Joe Stanley, same thing, became a member. They sat down and went through the painstaking process. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know how it works to become a YouTube member, but it's a real nightmare. I don't know why they don't just put a join tab on the YouTube app, but apparently it's a pain in the ass. But I appreciate you guys joining. Uh, um, just so you know, folks, on YouTube, you get uh, the why you laughing. You get why you laughing a week early as well as uh, the bonus episodes. We can't do Quincy on there. They won't let us. They will not. But uh, all why you laughing stuff you do get. Uh, and you get Craig and Hackride. That's right. That's right. Uh, Justin Trudell, five bucks. Sorry I'm late, Mike. I'm currently dying thanks to COVID. Hashtag in Moderna we trust. Justin, save your money for more pay-per-view buys. Justin is buying an, uh, uh, a download a day of the Kirk Minahan live show in Saco. <laughs> so make sure you do that. Go to Barstool TV and do that instead of super chatting. There. Slash PPV. That's right. Um, yeah, he he's convinced it was. Uh, he came on VGS last week. He's convinced Matt gave him COVID. <laughs> Can I tell you something weird? Yes. By the way, probably I'm sure you got much more than COVID if you were in that den. Yeah, he brought pizzas. Nice that petri dish. Yeah. Um, I had a buddy. Me and Albert were going to dinner with another couple, and the guy called me before and was like, "Hey, I'm sure this might sound weird. Like I've." I've gotten like cold like symptoms. Do you guys care? And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he was like, well, they're like, cause, cause COVID's back and everything. And I was like, I'm not, I, I'm not doing it again. 
I, I won't do it again. I'm not going to shut down my fucking life for this again. Don't. Be sick around me. It's fine. Please stop listening to the news. The <laughs> uh, Ang Lizard, five euros. Makes you think Jerry might have lied about airline food and Kramer might not have wanted those people to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kramer seemed pretty truthful. That's the one guy you can't really call bullshit but on. That's actually. the thing. He seemed truthful in this too. Anthrax definitely fell on his kid. Right, right. Well, this is one, this is again where I want to talk more about like the sympathy that Hassan got because this, this may be true. Like we listened to Howard Stern on 9-11. There was a lot of uh, racism towards Middle Eastern people or just people that looked Middle Eastern, which I believe Hassan's Indian. So um, real quick, while it, before it gets too far away, Justin okay. just sent 10 bucks and said, this is to pay for your pay-per-view, Mike. Thank you. I'll buy another one. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this is the one about him and his dad you want, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's do it. This is from the same special Homecoming King. If you want to go watch it on Netflix, uh, be my guest. Count the lies for us. Actually, no, this is a different, this is a different special. That one's from- Oh, this King. is his first one? This is the first, the one we just played was from the King's Jester. This one is from Homecoming King. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's basically the way our... Which means he's been lying for years. <laughs> <laughs> this man's a menace. No, but this is, what, this is, like, this is one where I, you can't prove that he's lying. But now it calls everything into question like this, where if I'm his audience, and maybe his audience are so cheap that they don't care, but if I was a fan of his, I'm going to listen to stories like this now and be like, did you? Did they? Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically the way our parents are. Ages zero through 30, they're like, no girls, right? Then when you're 35, they're like, why can't you talk to girls? That's basically what you're like, ah, that would kill me. But that's the way our parents are, right? Our parents, our parents are like a firewall. Yeah, you might have fun goofing on the parents now, but he's going to make a point. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. If you're wondering what are all these laughs in the way, <laughs> don't worry. He's going to get to a serious point. Yeah, why are they laughing at this? He's very serious. <laughs> Your information comes in, then they disseminate it to us. It's like living in North Korea. And yep. my dad is like, you know, he's the leader of the household. So when 9-11 happened, I was a sophomore in high school. My dad sits everybody down at the dinner table. And he's like, all right, Hassan, whatever you do, do not tell people you're Muslim. Do not talk about politics. I was like, all right, dad, I'll, I'll just hide it. Cool. And <laughs> this just rubs off. We're sitting there, phone rings. Probably good advice. I run to the phone, but my dad, he had a good first step. So he beats me to the phone. Da, da, hello? I grab the second phone. Hello? And I hear a voice. Hey! Hey, you sand nigger, where's Osama? Whoa, whoa, whoa! He looks at me. Yeah, Craig's the one that says that around here. <laughs> I was not expecting that out of him right there. <laughs> well, Craig, if it makes you feel any better, it probably never happened, so. Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> he looks at me. You can hear me, right, you fucking dune coon? Where's Osama? What the fuck? He's just like, yabble. Hey, you can hear me, right? 263 in Regatta Lane. That's where you live, right? I'm going to fucking kill you. Click. And my dad's looking at me. You ever see your parents and you see the mortality in them? Like, I'm looking at my dad and I see all five sevens. See, he's telling stories like this and there's no jokes. It's like, look at the, the hardships that I've lived through. Jeez. And again, the point I was making before is like, we listened to Stern's audio that day. People were saying shit like, if that really happened, it would not shock me. But now you're hearing him make these serious points. And the whole time now, you're, if you're an audience member with any, you know, critical thinking ability, you're going to be like, 
did it though, Hassan? Or are you just making shit up? You know? Right. All of it. Every That's single. where it gets weird. When you do comedy to make these powerful points, it's like eventually that, that kind of where, why not just give speeches? I guess. Why are you billing it as comedy? I guess is my question. <laughs> because it's funny that he's lying. <laughs> <laughs> it is great. <laughs> Yeah, his act to me is much funnier now that he's lying. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you're watching him tell these stories. The best is when he t- revealed the second child. <laughs> I said, did you say kids? <laughs> and the wife said, oh, you probably didn't notice I'm pregnant because you're too busy being America's most influential human being. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> super chat from David Chandler, one hundred dollars. Uh, oh, David, you're too kind. Too kind. That's I ten. W- that's ten KMS pay per views. That's right true. There. That's true. I was gonna give this uh, to the foundation fighting blindness, but the F, but F the middleman. <laughs> okay, I get you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We fight <laughs> blindness here. I appreciate that. Uh, but let's let's continue with this really real story. Yeah, yeah. I realize now I'm a dark book. I'm a scaredy cat. You know the way it is. We can speak two languages. We can speak at home and outside. I should have said something. I didn't. We sit down. I hear foom, foom, foom outside. It's me and dad, we run outside and all the windows on the Camry are smashed in. This is just bag. like insane. <laughs> and then Edward Norton dunked a basketball on me. <laughs> Ed, Ed Norton put my dad's teeth on the curb. <laughs> yeah, this is where it's like, okay, so you're, you, you individually have had all this shit happen to you. And then you find out, no, it didn't happen. But it could have. <laughs> That's what's crazy is Hassan's whole defense was like, hey, it didn't happen to me. But somewhere out there, it may have happened to someone. And it's like, I I guess. I still don't know why that's your point. <laughs> because we mentioned like Louis and Chappelle, but Chappelle didn't gain sympathy points. Like Chappelle didn't get opportunities specifically because uh, he saw a baby selling crack on the corner while his limousine driver ran into the building. We might have you to. You know what I mean? Like that—that that story didn't represent Dave Chappelle, where his son is a guy who dealt with hardships. He has this perspective that he apparently doesn't have. We might have to do some uh, Patreon-only stuff and just watch Sean this and, and watch it and be like, "All right, that's a lie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spot the lies with Hassan Minaj. Yeah, that one's not even. That'd close. be great if he gets the Daily Show. That'd be a great name change. <laughs> <laughs> spot the lie. Spot the lies. <laughs> Am I making this story? Is this fake news? Who knows? <laughs> so then the the leader of ISIS employed my my cousin and I fucking was like, no, no way. I have kids. <laughs> they said, Hassan, we know you can afford the ransom because you are the most successful Indian American comedian to ever have walked on the stage. Aziz who, we say. Yeah, at least you don't fish hook women's mouths, Hassan. <laughs> Backpacks open. I'm like, fuck, they stole my stuff. I reach in, I pull out my backpack. These pieces of glass get caught in my arm. And now all this blood is like gushing down the side of my arm. And I'm pissed. I'm just like fucking mad. Man, fuck this, man. Like these kids, they know where we live. They're calling us. They're timing this in real time. So they're watching us. So I'm running up and down the cul-de-sac, looking in the trees, the bushes. I look back in the middle of the street. Um, I'm going to say this guy better have a fucking gun if he's going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, where are you? I'm going to have a real talk with you. There's an army of people here trying to kill me. I'm going to go out there with my really fragile, thin fists and wrists. This is post 9-11. They really meant business back then, too. Yeah. <laughs> my dad's in the middle of the road, sweeping glass out of the road like he works at like a hate crime barbershop. It's like, oh, man, we got customers. Right, right. I got to be honest, you know, that's... We got to a punchline, at least. Yeah, that's, that's, that's got to be exactly what happens, you know? You get broken in, people are there to kill you, and your first thought is, I need to sweep this up. Oh, let me sweep it up. Yeah, well, that's what LeBron did when uh, people wrote slurs on his house. Oh, yeah, they wrote, a slur. they wrote a slur on my house. I immediately painted over it. <laughs> let me clean that right up. <laughs> yeah, so very weird. It's very- I'm sorry. Uh, this guy, this isn't a super chat. It's a very funny comment. He says, Mohammed Gatsby. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. It's, it's very, it's very strange that that world that's been entered into because what Hassan is doing now, oddly, is also making it so that like people who are genuinely racist can be like, ah, that shit never happens. Look at Hassan Minaj; it was all bullshit. <laughs> like he's taken away from people. Like he is right in the sense that that probably has happened to people, but now Hassan has empowered people to be like. Nah, it's always bull. It's the same thing with that LeBron story word that I just used, where like when you make up shit like that, you're empowering people to be like, ah, it never happens now, you know? Right, right. Um, yeah. So pretty crazy. We we will watch uh, Hassan Minaj at some point on Patreon, I'm sure, because that you're right. That Anthrax story might be worth a deeper dive. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, the only thing left with him is that news story. I don't even know if you want to play it. Nah, nah, we got the gist of it. I explained it. All right. Uh, we're too nice. <sighs> Uh, as far as topicality, should we move to Louis C.K. next real quick? Uh, because it's weird also. <laughs> yeah, I don't get why this is a story right now. I don't either. But if I can say one thing, we talked about this last week. Joe Rogan not laughing at someone has ruined another life. I know. <laughs> Joe Rogan sitting there quietly strikes again. Where I think Louis, I'm sure there's a point, a greater point that he's making, but I think to an extent he's also fucking around. Kind of. Because this, this is a Louis C.K. bit that's been made, like he, this is kind of his formula a little bit to an extent. Right. Where you say something kind of crazy like this and then kind of back it up with funny points. But he's on a podcast and the man sitting across the table from him is just stone facing him, not acknowledging that he's speaking. So it makes it a little more difficult to get any jokes off. I do think Louie's making a point, but my bigger question is why is this a news story now? So let's play the clip and then we'll talk about it. But my feeling is they should open it, the border and just let them pour it, let everybody pour in. And, and then the answer, which is, well, then there'll be all these problems. Yes, there should be. It shouldn't be so great here. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, that'd be in bad. America. It shouldn't be. It's a weird thing to sequester a certain group of people and try to keep upping their lifespan and their lifestyle, and just keep trying to increase that. So this feels this. like he's not. I feel like there's a point that he's making here. Like I'm not saying he's kidding. I think he's serious, but it feels like a Louis C.K. premise in the sense that he's presenting this, and then once he, if he were to do it on stage, he could make it funny, right? And almost make us like that's a Louis staple where he's making this point and you're almost like, there is something to what he's saying there. Like I get what he's saying. Like Carlin would do that type of shit too. So he's making this point and Rogan just sits there and does not speak. 
of people and then everyone's and then this pressure of people trying to come in so they can enjoy it. Uh, and then it gets worse and worse down here. I mean, I'm not in Canada. It's really just from down here. Uh, there's something wrong with that. That's not a system that's working. And what it do you think forces just people. In a room by himself. <laughs> yeah, Rogan's just. He's where's the man he's talking to? He's just high, looking at the blank TV. <laughs> Please, Jamie, put on anything else. That that's what should be remembered as we go through this. Is like. The guy he's talking to is probably on DMT or something right now. So just keep that in mind before you take this too seriously. <laughs> to do cruel things to other people. There's a lot of people that die so Americans can be safe. Mm. They're just dying, you know, weddings that are drone bombed in Yemen because the guy said something that might have resulted in American insecurity, not even like definite American deaths, but like just so we can breathe a little easier. Folks die and folks do labor in unsafe places so that we can keep the prices where we like them. There's so much about American life that other people pay for. That's part of it. But also it's not good for us either. It's not a good way to live in a gated community. You know, if, if you I let get, folks I pour in like any other way, what he's trying to say is essentially what he's saying is Americans are spoiled, right? Which that's just true. A thousand now percent. Then, I, I see people like responding to the uh, that video online and being like, oh, how about we start at Louis C.K.'s house? Would he like that? I bet he lives in a mansion. So, you know, he probably wouldn't like that. That's kind of the point he's making overall is that we all have it too good here. Like we have it much better. We don't appreciate how good we have it compared to a lot of other countries. That's the overall point that he's making. Now, agree with that, disagree with it if you want, whatever. What I found interesting is, I was like, I kind of remember him saying this in the past, but it was a news story this week. I can't find the, I was like, did Rogan take down the episode? That doesn't make any sense. This is from January. I know, from forever ago. I don't, I, I did this, like, um, you know, do it. You said Jerry talked about it the other day? I was going to say, I do a Newsmax show every morning yes. during the week, yes, yes. and this somehow... <laughs> Made the radar. What was Jerry's take? Was he enraged by it? Yeah. Of course. Oh, good. good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good that he took it very seriously. Yeah, he's being two, real. Two comedians talking. <laughs> he's being real funny, Ironhead. Oh, yeah. No, I'm sure. That's that, that's always the good. Jerry loves that. I remember, uh, like, uh, that was his thing with Chappelle and Ch uh, Michael Che. That was a big one. Where Where is he funny? I don't get it. I, yeah, never, <laughs> never. Dave Chappelle being funny? I don't know, Jerry. But <laughs> once yeah, in a while, so people are people are getting angry about this. No one's taking into account the fact that he said it nine months ago. Why wasn't it a story then, and why is it a story now? I don't get it. Because the border crisis is bad. Right so Lucy K is not a politician. No, I know, but I'm saying the border this particular week is exceptionally bad. So it's been a story the entire or last week. I, but I guess, are the people tweeting this out thinking that Louis C.K. changed policy that made it bad this week? Yeah. I, I don't know. Also, the other thing with him is they're like... Senator C.K. says... Like, remember when he went on late night shows in a suit and was endorsing Hillary Clinton? <laughs> now look at him. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a mistake, but I don't think that's what this is. Yeah. I don't think this is him. I think it's him making a point that if he was in a room with whoever, Colin Quinn, could have been an interesting discussion... But Joe is just zoned out, apparently. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so annoyed with Joe Rogan lately. Because he's just like, it depends on the guest, but he's just 
like you said, checked out and just <laughs> like poor Matt Rife. I'm still thinking about that. It seems like it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Matt Rife, you want to get into Matt Rife now real quick? By the way, the second half of this episode is going to be much more. We had fun with Hassan Minaj, but the second half of this episode, I think, is going to be much more fun because we're going to talk about John, that fan, and Tom Myers. Yeah. But I just want to talk about this Matt Rife thing real quick because we touched on it last week when we watched Matt Rife on Joe Rogan. Um, we equated him to Dane Cook. I've made this analogy a lot that Matt Rife is kind of the modern... Dane Cook, but with less charisma, it seems like. Yeah. And uh well no one it seemed no one it can seems match. Like I was correct. Yeah, no one can match Dane's charisma. Come on. That's true. We live in a world today where like my buddy Matt Rife, who I've met a couple years ago, and yeah. now he's like doing this crazy world tour right now. And you know our backstory, Matt and I. No, please tell me. He was fifteen, he saw me live at in an arena. His grandmother brought me. In an arena. <laughs> in the biggest venue, Hassan Minaj wrote me and told me how amazing it was. <laughs> He's, he was telling me to talk about, you know, my kids getting uh, poisonous <laughs> gases thrown on them. Me and said, I want to be a comedian. I said, finish high school and then come out to the Laugh Factory. He flew out too early with his grandmother. I met him at the club. I said, go home, finish school. And then when you come back out here, so he comes back out when he was 15, 15 years old. Wow. So then I start basically mentoring him tell like it is tour. I, I had him featuring for me and I was pointing at him every night, telling people like wow. bet on him. Yeah. You know, bet on him. But I will yeah. tell, I will that share is, one. We have you to blame for this day. Thanks a lot. <laughs> He's going to be like, see, I wasn't so bad. <laughs> Funny thing. Isn't it funny though? I literally said, I was like, he seems like he's coming from the Dane Cook coaching tree. Dane's like, yeah, I've been grooming him since he was 15. <laughs> yeah, him and my wife were best friends. <laughs> Sorry, that was uncalled for. I apologize, Mr. Cook. Uh, Matt's much older than his wife, so that was ridiculous. <laughs> Bust his chops on this. I took him to Runyon Canyon, 2018. I said, you got to get into social media. And he goes, nah, man, nah, I don't want to like, I'm not... For a number, and he gave me all his reasoning. At the end of that hike, I looked at him and said, you're going to go home today, and you're going to fucking start social media. And you're going to make boring crowd work clips. <laughs> I don't, yeah. He's like, of course. He's like, no, I didn't want to. I, I command you. You're going to go home today, and you're going to ask that woman if that's her boyfriend. And here's the punch. It's her dad. <laughs> <laughs> you're joking. I said, you're going to let people get to know you in that way, and he went... All right, man. Wow. It was like, I'm so glad everything he's done, he did. Yeah. No credit taken, but to be able to see like, hey, yeah, but some credit that. taken, right, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> no. Hey, guys, no credit taken. He's done it all himself, except for the part where I told him to build the empire that he has now built. <laughs> Other than the part where I gave him the complete blueprint and he didn't want to do it and he kind of did it reluctantly and then I made him. Other than that, I'm not taking any credit for this guy's success. <laughs> I told I gave him the, uh, the the roadmap to success, how to do it, you know, all that stuff. I, I was kind of the wind beneath his wings, but he, <laughs> hey, listen, he's the bird. He was flying. <laughs> I wrote some of his jokes. No big deal. <laughs> yeah. I think you're going to be one of the people that, I mean, I'll say it now. It's like, I think next year he defines what stand-up comedy is. <sighs> Wow. No, no, please, no, God, Dane. God, I hope not. <laughs> I, that can't be. <laughs> Next generation. That's very, that's bold. That's incredible. Oh, yeah. I believe he's, it's really the sky's the limit with him. Yeah. I can... The next generation of stand-up comedy. <laughs> Sir, what do you do for work? What? What is that even? 
TikTok logo. <laughs> TikTok logo. <laughs> the next generation of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> He's got him. Hey, hey, I don't come where you work and knock the spatula out of your hand, pal. <laughs> That's the next generation of com- It was both uh, 1978 comedy and now. <laughs> Dane Cook's the man. I don't care what anyone says. Dane Cook that got uh, too much shit. He's definitely a douche, though. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. There's, there's a happy... No, there's no mincing words there. Yeah, there's a happy medium somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no credit taken after I spent five minutes completely taking credit for this child's career. You want to know a fun story about me uh, getting credited for someone's success? I don't want any credit. <laughs> but. Here's how everything you see right now, I would say every TikTok follower that Matt Wright, Matt Rife has is because of me. And I just want to make it clear. No credit taken. None. Please. Come on. Hey, no credit stop taken. showering me with credit. Did you see the thanks in his uh, special on the outro? Uh, <laughs> he gave me credit. but I, I, well, I don't want it. <laughs> he gave me credit. I didn't want it. I, yeah, I, I refu- I'm refusing credit for all that I did for Matt Rife. <laughs> Listen, my career might be dead, but it lives in the sense that Matt Rife is very popular. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right. Finally. Not finally. We got a couple topics to get to. But I have to address this IQ test that I have been thrust into. Right. This is... Uh, <sighs> This is tough, guys. Guess what? <laughs> I've been challenged by one stuttering John. Finally, the question will be answered. You guys are going around asking family members this. You know, you're for you youngsters in college, you're raising your hands and asking your professors. The question that's been on everyone's mind is who's smarter, blind Mike or stuttering John? <laughs> well, it seems like maybe we'll finally put that century-long debate to bed because John has laid down the gauntlet. So what do we have here, Craig? I, I, it was so long ago. It was a, over a week ago now, I think. So, Do you want to start with the uh, the Twitter chain or the uh, um, one with him and Casey? Uh, let's start with the, the, the Twitter. I posted this on Blind Mike Proj on Twitter if you want to go uh, find these videos and watch them for yourself. So... I don't know what happened. Oh, I guess I got to go back to last week. We haven't done a show since then. Mm-hmm. John randomly on a Saturday morning, I send out a tweet saying on this week's Why Are You Laughing podcast, we discussed the life and career of Gary Shandling. So naturally, I provoked John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I tweet out a Gary Shandling clip from the Why Are You Laughing episode, and John replies, Oh, really? I'm a blathering idiot? No, I probably assume I said blithering, but... I assume so, too, but I can't be yeah. sure. But I don't know what he's talking He's like, oh, really? I don't, I don't mention him. Guys, this might surprise you, because we were talking Shandling. Not only do I not mention him in the Gary Shandling clip, I don't mention him in the entire episode. Not once. So I don't know what he's referring to, other than the millions of times I've called John an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like... I know what he's talking about. Yes, I've definitely said that. I just don't know what provoked him in this sense. <laughs> All right, here's the first so he goes thing. on his show and he says, uh, he's like, yeah, someone sent me a clip where Mike's calling me a blathering idiot. And I'm like, John, just admit you, you evidently watched my show. 
Like no one's sending, no one's like, hey, did you see this blind mic clip? You obviously watched my show and you came across it. Like we have videos titled Stuttering John is a fucking doofus or whatever we say. You came across one. It's fine. You can say you watch. John's one of these guys that likes to pretend he doesn't watch anyone else's shit, yet he knows every single time anyone's ever referenced him. So uh, that gets back to John. He, he gets very buttered on Twitter. Oh, and the Twitter exchange, by the way, was... Uh, I, I didn't know where this was... Again, I know where it's coming from, but I didn't know what provoked him. Uh, so he, he says, um, he says like, that I'm, you know, I know you are, but what am I? That's one of John's <laughs> great responses. Yeah. He says, I'm a blathering idiot. You should see yourself. <laughs> and I said, uh, I'll give this to you, John. You always manage to take it all in stride. <laughs> yeah. And he replies to that. That's more than I can say for you. Oh, it's like, well, I was being sarcastic, John, but yeah, <laughs> that's a good, that's a good point. I don't get you know sarcasm. Else, if you want to use this next time, just put this in your holster. I think you're rubber and I'm glue. Uh, so whatever, whatever I said to you, hold on, hold on. I didn't have, I, I didn't have my paper. I'll repeat that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm rubber. No, no, you're rubber. <laughs> All right. So yeah, me and me and John go back and forth on Twitter a little bit. And then I think someone in the chat, maybe, or I think maybe I pop in. Is this me? I forget. No, I think you're on the third. I don't know. They're, they're everywhere. Thanks for the five bucks. Uh, yeah. By the way, to, to negotiate this, uh, the terms of this IQ test, I have to pay him. <laughs> I have to send him super chats to try and nail down a time to do this. Why <laughs> Mike, dude, you're a, you're a dickhead. Okay. <laughs> you know, why? just for anyone that's just listening, blind Mike sent a super chat for two bucks. that just says, why do you hate Gary Shandling? <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't understand the man's no longer with us yeah. to, to ruin the memory as I said uh, several times on that episode, he was an innovative guy. <laughs> so why are you gonna why are you gonna shit all over his memory by attacking Gary Shandling like in the, on the way he did on Twitter? Why am I? Oh, by the way, anyone out there, if you want to uh, put the work in, if you could put a compilation of Dave Portnoy, Kevin Clancy, Stuttering John, I'm sure Kirk at some point, any influential people that I have liked at one point in my life calling me a moron or a dickhead. <laughs> that could be a fun compilation. <laughs> Blind Mike, dude, you're a, you're a dickhead, okay? You know, look, I don't mind. Well, I do. I, it's just odd that I never met this fucking guy. I never said a bad word about him. But everybody seems to feel it's okay to take shots at me. Well, John, hold on a second. That's true. I've never this met you. Fucking idiot. Doesn't know why. Hold on. Pause. You're public. Go back. I want to hear him calling me an idiot. <laughs> it is funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, John, I know I've never met you. What does that have to do with anything? You're a public. You do a podcast. I'm analyzing your podcast, and I've come to the conclusion. That you're blithering it is or blathering, whichever you prefer. Blithering, blathering. Yeah. Now, do I think John is like, like, do I hold any resentment towards John? No, of course not. But he is an idiot, like unequivocally. It's, it's, not, it's not a debate that I'm having with people. Everyone's decided objectively, John, you're an idiot. That's fine. Uh, dope lunchbox, five bucks. Anybody who Craig can agree with should not be platformed. Anyone who Craig can agree with. I don't get it. 
but thanks for the five bucks. <laughs> thanks for the five bucks. Um, here we go. I never said a bad word about him, but everybody seems to feel it's okay to take shots at me. I, this fucking idiot doesn't know. Whoa, who I whoa, am. whoa! Hey, John, you never met me. <laughs> I mean, in the same sentence, he contradicts himself. <laughs> You've never met me. You have no right to call me an idiot. Anyways, this fucking idiot. <laughs> then I just we've never met what happened to your rule that you made up a second ago, where if you've never met the person, you can't call them an idiot. <laughs> to see him on some show. And I really didn't know who he was until somebody said. And he goes, well, everyone knows that John is- I didn't know who he was until I started subscribing to all his podcasts and listening to him. <laughs> I didn't know who he was until I watched uh, Quincy on Patreon. <laughs> yeah. What's which guy? Which guy on the Patreon is John? I'm 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 still in season four. I'm a little behind, <laughs> but this this season is great. <laughs> and he asks the good questions, like why. Why would they have make Sam the lead of this episode? I don't understand it. Where, where was Klugman that week? Uh, what, a blithering idiot or a, a blathering idiot or something like that? Okay, like, so what's happening there, by the way, is everyone on Twitter that responded to this tweet said, are you sure you don't mean blithering, John? <laughs> and this is John's way of going like, words, what do they even matter? It was, you know? it was Blind Mike who said it, not me. I was just repeating him. Yeah. Now, I keep in mind, I have said I have 160 IQ, but like, what What are words? Who cares? <laughs> Blithering, blathering. What's the difference? I don't know. Why do you get so hung up on language? <laughs> it's a pesky language. Sean is a, a, what, a blithering idiot or a, a blathering idiot or something like that. I'm like... <laughs> He still Something doesn't like know. That. He still doesn't know which one. Something like that. What's the third option, John? <laughs> Blithering. Blithering. Blothering. <laughs> who knows? I don't even know you. I'm an idiot. Really? How about we go head to head and on an IQ test? My 10 grand to your 1G. Okay. I accept. And it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I accept your challenge. Yes. All I could think of was, uh, you know, always sunny when, uh, Charlie's talking to the lawyer. He says, I challenge you, sir, to a duel. And the lawyer says, I accept. <laughs> yes, I'll do that right now. He takes a gun out of his desk. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's see who the blathering idiot is. See, it still says Mike. blathering. Is it blathering, John? I'm not sure. I hope this question isn't on the IQ test. <laughs> blithering is smaller. <laughs> blathering is big. <laughs> But you were saying I'm a really big idiot, then that's blab. <laughs> so I'll go, we'll go back just a little we'll bit if you could. Of course. But I, did you did you catch the um the stakes? Yes. Yeah. IQ it, test? Yes, I did. And that's I I gotta I gotta I gotta be honest, not very smart offering ten times as much money. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, I notoriously I went toe to toe with Barstool CEO Eric Nardini in a negotiation. That was very funny. My negotiation prowess is not what I'm known for by any means, but I would never think to just opening bid. I'll put up $10,000. You barely have to show up. <laughs> yeah. So put a, yeah. So I, 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 I can gladly put up 1000. My sugar daddy hack ride has offered to pay for me, but that's not necessary. Hack ride. I appreciate it. I think he might be like a secret millionaire or something. 
I don't know what's going on with that. And he messaged me and was like, just so you know, I'm sure you can afford it. I'm not trying to disrespect you, but this is for me. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know what that means. And I don't care to find out, but <laughs> idiot. Really? How about we go head to head and on an IQ test, my 10 grand to your one G. I'm surprised he didn't obviously be like, I got an idea. How about you and me in a 10 round boxing match? <laughs> well, so here's what's interesting. I heard Carl saying this. John's been challenging a lot of people to fights lately. Exactly that, boxing matches. He realized Blind Mike might not be the wisest opponent to challenge when you're this guy who's saying, you know, you don't go after family, you don't make fun of disabled people, all this. He probably thought challenging me to a boxing match might not be smart, so he's had to pivot to IQ test because he keeps saying this. Uh, I guess in the Howard Stern show, I don't know if this is True. I don't, I remember them doing the IQ test segment, mm -hmm. like uh, with Eric the Midget. Um, I know Gary and John Hine had like high IQs, but that was well after John was gone. I don't remember them doing it with John. I never, I'm sure it happened. I've just never heard it. And John claims when they did that, that he had a 135 IQ. Now that's, my suspicion. It's quite high, isn't it? I believe that's genius level. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my suspicion is Howard Stern may have known it would be interesting radio to make John the smartest person on the staff. I don't know if that's true. Maybe these were vetted results and they're all above board. But the idea that John is a genius, I don't believe it. And here's the other thing about this whole IQ test. Like, first of all, like I, Hack Ride and other people on Twitter have been like, you got to do it, Mike. Shut John up once and for all. <laughs> And it's like, okay, so if I beat him in the IQ test, are we finally going to get to call him an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> Have we been bottling that one up for a long time? Are we going to finally know that John is dumb? Like, I'm pretty sure we already have the answers. <laughs> also, the reason I'm not like, it's got, we got to make John happen. That, because uh, we have to make him pay up on this $10,000 bet. Okay, so we've already, we're going to be the first people to call John an idiot. And are we going to expose that he's cheap and greedy? He's not going to pay up? Wow, I didn't know that. That's never been brought up before. These are not groundbreaking things. Like, yeah, John's going to back out of this. It's never going to happen. <laughs> um, we'll get to why I really don't think it's going to happen in a minute. But yeah, like people are, Hack Ride's very excited for it. I would just say it's not the biggest thing in the world to me. I don't think we're learning anything new about John. And the other thing, from John's perspective, let's say he went. Can you imagine being like stuttering John? You work for the biggest radio show ever. You work for the Tonight Show. And it's, you're going to wear as a badge of honor. I'm smarter than blind Mike. Whoa. <laughs> this is what I've been getting. I've been criticizing Kevin and John for is like, you think you're better than us. Yet you can't help yourself from getting in the weeds with us. At least I could drive to a 7-Eleven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, John, just by challenging me to an IQ test, you're coming down to my level. You're saying it would be close. You also cannot allow him to find the uh, mediator. Well, that that's what's interesting. We'll talk about that. The, the, the money man, uh, a mutual friend of ours, has already reached out to be the money man, which I have no problem with. I think I probably can guess who it was. Yeah, yeah, his best friend. Yeah, he maybe was just <laughs> yeah. on, maybe was just on why you're laughing, possibly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's willing to handle the money. Um, so I'm totally fine with that. But we'll get to, we'll get to how the IQ test giver will be chosen in a minute. But let's finish up this clip. Okay, let's do that.
Let's see who the blathering idiot is, Mr. Mike. Okay. Oh, hey, hey. Then we'll see. Hey, don't call me by my first name. Yeah, hey, Mr. Don't disrespect <laughs> me like that. Mr. Mike, uh, can I bother you for one second? <laughs> That's that high IQ brain where he's gearing up for an insult and he comes up with my first name. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <Then> Mike. <laughs> who the idiot is? Put your money where your mouth is. Come on. Let's see. Let's see who the idiot is. You blathering idiot. <laughs> Come on. Take the challenge. Yeah, we'll see who the idiot is when you take ten times what you put up. <laughs> I can't buy Coors Lights, but I'll put ten grand up for this. I'm pissed. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. Why? You said this is the first time I insulted you. <laughs> You just claimed you didn't know who I was and someone sent you a clip. You're mad as hell about that? I'm mad mad as heck. (laughs) You know, John does this. John's been doing this weird thing where like he's done three shows with Carl. Mm -hmm. And now he's so uh, did we talk about this? John's doing a show in Rochester. Vinny's putting on a show at Comedy at the Carlson an evening with stuttering John. Oh, that's real. Yeah, March tenth. Oh, nice. That might be where we do this IQ test. <laughs> oh, what, what day of the week is that? A Sunday, I think. Mm, might have to make that happen. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, he's been he's been very wrapped up in. Uh, he keeps saying, "Carl, you better not step foot in there, or I don't know what's going to happen." He's like threatening Carl and says, "Like if you see me." Like I'm gonna beat the shit out of you, basically, is what he's insinuating. And when people are when people ask John, why are you suddenly so mad at Carl? Remember, this is after they've done three shows together. They've kind of gone back and forth between like being friends and neighbors to enemies. Mm-hmm. And John's like, because Carl made fun of my kids on his Patreon. <laughs> And it's like, yeah, but John, you guys talked that out. Carl explained what happened. You've talked this out multiple times. It seems kind of like you're just a guy who's scared and making excuses. That piece which is, shit. again, why I don't think I'm going to be uh, strapped in taking this IQ test. <laughs> but again, John, I accept. Please set it up. Um, Please make this happen. Keep in mind I'm blind, so I don't... <laughs> you're going to have to figure that out. But He couldn't find his chair. Minus 10 points. <laughs> John's like, this guy, can't, he's so dumb he can't even read the test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone pokes holes in it and you read it with your finger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just make sure it's in Braille or well, I don't know what they do for blind people IQs, but Army uh, Major. Right, so what's the show? next clip here? Oh, this you is still going. Close friends, oh, this is the right? same Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. Um, fucking hell. It's fucking guys, man. You know, you know, and it's Mike. Army yes. Major did your show. Yes, you know he's my close friend, right? You sure. do. You are aware of that. So now I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell. Hey, Richard, this, this blind Mike guy is and fine. Now, and now I'm going to tattle on you. <laughs> I'm going to run to daddy. <laughs> hey, John, I got to tell you, I'm friends with Richard now as well. He seems to like us. We certainly like him. It never crossed my mind to run to him and ask for his help because I'm a grown man, you fucking moron. 
<laughs> you loser. I never thought to run to Richard and say, Richard, he's being mean to me. He called me stupid. Can you not be friends with him anymore? <laughs> hey, Richard, this is uh, pretty crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, you can't you can't be friends with him because I'm not friends with him now. And we're, we're not going to let him sit at our lunch table. And if he does, it's going to be uh, public humiliation. It's going to be insane. <laughs> it's going to be uh, grody. Uh, let's see here. Uh, so he talks more about uh, Richard. He's using Richard as a pawn in his sick mind games. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Uh, oh, really? You don't think so? <laughs> this is, uh, <laughs> oh, did I chime in again? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you put a super chat that says, you can't break Richard and I apart for two bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, really, blind Mike? Now again, John doesn't understand anything. Maybe, maybe he could make Richard not be friends with us anymore. What do I give a shit? <laughs> uh, go, go ahead and do that if you feel that that's necessary. I think that's fucking horrible to do to Richard. No shit. When this guy owes you nothing, he just comes on your show for free all the time, so you can pretend to know politics as Richard makes points. But like. You know, if you can make him not be friends with us anymore, that's fine. I'm fucking with you, John. Don't you get it? That'd be Everyone good. watching that chat is trolling you. They're fucking with you all the time. That's what's fascinating about you not grasping it. But he's going to respond to me as if I'm serious. Blind? Oh, really? You don't think so, Blind Mike? Watch. <laughs> Watch. No! No, John, you stop it! Don't you dare! I'm not going to tell him don't talk to you. I'm just going to tell him that you're out there fucking trashing me. He, you, know, he, you know, he's a big... To be, to be completely honest, he came on the show the first time knowing that. <laughs> he came on and specifically said, I know you guys are going to trash John, but I don't want to be part of it. <laughs> he came on in spite of that. <laughs> right, right. He went, it's still pretty funny. <laughs> Boy. I hope and we brought own- John up. Like, we talked... I made my thoughts on you clear to Richard, John. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and he still wants to come back. And he has come back, actually, in some way. With yeah, I know, he, and he will be back. He's our political correspondent. That's right. Decisions. But I'm going to tell him the truth. We have to do uh, oh. a, a show with Ojeda on, like, election night. <laughs> like, we have to make that happen. Oh, I would love that. But, John, say it ain't so. Don't tell him the truth. <laughs> Don't tell him that I think you're a drunken doofus. <laughs> Please, anything but that. Don't show him my true colors <laughs> that I say into a microphone every week <laughs> and gone on other shows and said. <laughs> don't don't reveal that secret I've been trying to hide. <laughs> don't tell Richard the thing I said to him. Please. Um, this is the last video in that thread. Okay. And it starts with a $5 super chat from, you guessed it, Blind Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's again, I'm already in the whole 50 or, you know, $7 or whatever I paid him. Uh, this was your challenge. You set it up, you lazy drunk. <laughs> what, uh, let me give that a little context. <laughs> what you said. <laughs> let me give that a little context. Yeah. Someone else said, um, uh, so make this, er, uh, blind, blind Mike says he's in. Like they saw my tweets or whatever. They said, Blind Mike says he's in for the challenge. And John said, um, all right, then set it up. <laughs> Which you know how that always works. You challenge someone to something and also make them do all the legwork. Right. <laughs> so so John wants me to set it up. Now, my point is, if I set it up, 
A, I'm going to be wasting my time because John's never going to do it. But B, John is going to call into question the entire operation. He's going to say that I'm working with Carl or Shuli or just on my own, rigging this in some way. He's not going to accept the results if I set it up. That's now, true. I would also say I'm not going to accept the results if he sets it up. So I think we need a third party, and I think we know who that man is, and you can find him on March 10th in Rochester. <laughs> I think maybe an intermediary needs to set it up. He may be surfing Reddits with a potato. Yes. Or, I mean, I, I, I'd i be fine. I would trust Hackride. Maybe he wouldn't, but I, I'd trust Hackride to set it up, whatever. That's true. He would. But you need a third party is my overall point. It can't be one of us because the other one is going to say that it was rigged in some way. Well, there's no, there's no losing if this happens. Like, if he beats you... Watching his victory, you get to make fun of me for, but but not even that, dude. It'll be making fun of you for like ten minutes, and his victory lap will be so insane, everyone will forget the results. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, right. Well, but here's the other thing I keep saying is like the badge of honor of being smarter than me. <laughs> like, what are you doing, sweet? Dude. I've finally proven I'm smarter than Blind Mike. Most of the world would be like, yeah, no, I already thought I was. I didn't need that. <laughs> In, in writing. Matter of fact, I assumed because I can see things. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, the, the vic- you're right. The victory lap is going to be fun. We can also make fun of me because I can make fun of myself, unlike John. Um, but, yeah, I'm not particularly worried. I think I would be fine. The man's a moron. Any real IQ test would reveal. He's, so he's been saying lately, get this. Uh, he's been saying he's a 160 IQ. <laughs> Uh, so it was revealed that, uh, can I point this out right now? Cause I just thought of it. A lot of people say that you're looking at your phone a lot during the show. True or false? My phone? Yes. Once in a while. Yeah. Are you disinterested in what I'm saying? Have you lost interest? No. Hmm. People say you don't pay attention. I'm paying attention. All right. I don't know if I buy it. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, stuttering John's been saying, that uh, he started by saying he had a 165 IQ. Mm-hmm. And then when people said, John. What's the max? Well, I, I don't know, but this might give you some perspective. Okay. <laughs> people said, John, Stephen Hawking has a 165 IQ. <laughs> now, there's a video okay. of him saying 165, but he replied to that by saying, I never said 165. I said 160. <laughs> like, hey, me having the exact same score as Stephen Hawking would be ridiculous. I'm five points lower. Uh, theoretically, there is no limit to IQ scores. 200 is often seen as the theoret- uh, theoretical peak, yeah. uh, but some have shot past that number. Like John. Almost. John will, uh, when we give him this IQ test. He's going to shoot over 200 because he keeps getting smarter. When he was on the Howard Stern show, it was 135. Yeah. And whenever he took this one uh, online, it was 160. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the online. So now it probably is going to be close to 200. Yeah, the online ones that don't juice your numbers so you'd be like... Pfft. Send it to other people. Yeah. Be like, hey, well, Rich Voss is a one forty one. Yeah, put that's, that into that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I send the super chat that says, uh, "You set it up, you lazy drunk." <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> now, here's what I find fascinating: is that John has wrapped himself into a pretzel mm-hmm. yet again because he's been on this crusade. Kevin Brennan implanted in John's mind that Carl and Shuli and all these people, me, I guess, are making fun of a disabled man. So John has um, used the defense of, hey, when you guys make fun of me, you're attacking the disabled. Now, John's instinct was to mention my disability. And then he kind of remembered the uh, new leaf he's turned over and goes into this rant. 
Why, Mike, that was your challenge. You set it up, you lazy drunk. Oh, God. Uh, disgusted by that. You know what, Bye, Mike? You're such a loser. <laughs> he's just saying, he's saying this like, why won't you love me? <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing with everyone. Is like, why aren't we friends? Yeah. <laughs> You're such a, a loser, and that's a high IQ insult. <laughs> I used all 160 points to come up with that zinger. Is is stutter? Is that actually technically a disability? No, no, it's okay. a condition. I, I don't know how it would be defined. No, it's not a disability. That's what I. Figured. He has the ability to speak still. No, that's it's not a disability. That's very true. Very true. You know what, Bye, Mike? You're such a loser. Such a fuck, blind Mike. First of all, are you really blind? I don't know. I don't know. Well, if it's just whoa, 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 John. Well, that's new ground. You are going to throw a wallet in my face, dickhead? <laughs> There'd be nothing it in it. Kevin Clancy, circa 2015. <laughs> first of all, are you really blind? Which, as I've mentioned, what is the advantage of the nickname if I'm not blind? I don't know. What what possible points would I win for being fake blind Mike? Other than uh, Hassan Minaj's I was going to say you're going to go down tell stories. Go down the Hassan Minaj route. And they said Mike you're breaking down barriers for blind people. <laughs> when will you stop and smell the roses? Right. Nickname. Yeah, so maybe that would be the advantage. But John catches himself cuz he's about to call into question uh, me being blind and then I think he realizes why would I do that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's just a nickname. Are you really blind? If you're really blind, I'm sorry. Really that's, potato. A, that's a hard way to go through life. So, I mean, seriously, believe it or not, I'm not a narcissist. And <laughs> I am. Uh, uh, believe it or not, I'm not a narcissist. And to prove that, I'm going to make this about me. I'm not a narcissist. <laughs> to, to prove that I'm not a narcissist, I'm going to question your disability and then talk about what a great guy I am. <laughs> That's how I'm proving I'm not a narcissist or whatever he calls it. A narcissist as he's chugging beer after you call him a drunk. <laughs> he is Chip Chipperson. Narcissist. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And I am uh, empathetic in any, in any situation. If you were born blind, that is horrible. And I feel bad. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> is he married right now? No, back to the date. He's wearing a ring on on his uh, left f ring finger. Oh, you're trashing his kids now? <laughs> is that you're what I'm doing? His ex-wife and kids? <laughs> yeah, I was you just piece asking. of shit. I was asking. Hey, John, get this guy involved. Take an IQ test against him too. Oh man, I'll do. It. I'll do it. Why not? See, I am dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, I, I heard John the next day be like, uh, you know. Uh, maybe we could do this at a live event. I think an IQ test only takes four hours. <laughs> and I was like, so in your mind, John, the crowd is going to sit there quietly while we diligently take an IQ test. <laughs> He's got his Everyone be quiet. <laughs> it's like the MCAS test. <laughs> Someone's watch. Ooh, ooh, he erased something there. <laughs> Someone says something. Everyone, someone's like, hey, <laughs> shut up. But isn't that, wasn't that incredible where he's like, are you even really blind? Because if you are, that's very brave. And I can't imagine the burden that you've faced in your life. <laughs> the opportunities you've missed out on. I Hats off to you, my friend. And then he cheers me. 
he's, he's drunken in his feelings. A skull. 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 My response to you calling me a lazy drunk is to lose my train of thought and take a sip of my beverage. A skull. <laughs> I love the heartfelt skull. 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 Yeah, there's a, it's like Groot. Like, I am Groot. There's different emotions. To <laughs> yeah. it. Not I am Groot. <laughs> I'm Groot. <laughs> Uh, we have uh, two more. All right. What other John clips do we have? Uh, this one is. Ask how Howard feels whoops. about. Whoops, whoops, whoops. Yeah, we're playing these Oh, is ones. this uh, Casey Armstrong? Did someone ask him about the IQ test? I, I believe so. Oh, no, this is the 9-11 thing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, so we talked uh, last, or uh, a couple weeks ago on Why You Laughing. Drew Lane was on, and we talked about the Howard Stern Show on 9-11. Great episode. People seem to be enjoying it. Go check it out if you haven't. Um, but the, the best clip that we played was John in, after the second tower hit, <laughs> turning to Howard and asking, have you ever seen the movie Swordfish? <laughs> it's, uh, it's truly a, a brilliant moment in human history. Um, so we played the clips last week where we heard John respond to all of that. This is where John loves to rewrite history. He forgets, excuse me, that... Uh, the Howard Stern show, probably more than any other show in the history of radio, has been documented. There's hours of, of it on YouTube. So he forgets he can't just make things up. Do you want about things that happened on air? Should I play the actual clip first before this or after? No, play play because I want to hear John's explanation, and then we'll show the people how it played out. Because maybe they'll maybe John's right. I don't I don't know. That's true. Maybe he's right. Uh, Jay Lothard, after the second tower is hit on 9-11, John asks Howard, asks how Howard feels about the movie Swordfish. Yeah, well, <laughs> Swordfish. Is Howard Barry is naked? I don't really. How yeah, did you know, I, Casey? He's not <laughs> totally, but I don't even, I don't think he's accurate because, but it was a swordfish kind of thing. So maybe it is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. There's a couple things there, but first I want to address 9-11, colon, a swordfish kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> that is how we all remember it. Some say never forget. Some say, if you've seen swordfish, you were there for 9-11. You know? Right. It's a 9-11 kind of thing. But he also says, I don't think that's true. But, I mean, he, if it is true, he was trying to compare sort of the similarities between uh, that that great motion picture and the events of 9-11. So John's trying to say it wasn't true. So let's go and listen to the audio in question. How's that? Yeah, one second. I hate these uh, Twitter videos. Uh, here we go here. <laughs> hey, Cole. Does this scare you? Yes. Yeah, yes, it does that, scare yeah, me. We're totally too lax in this country. I'm trying to tell you. Tell me if you're ready. Would you see that movie Swordfish, Howard? Live now at the scene, we should tell you that uh, approximately 40,000 people work. Can we edit that video? Oh, oh hey, 40,000 people might be dying. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Swordfish, Howard? It's unbelievable. <laughs> that was his first thought. But here's the thing. Let's say the equivalent of that happened now and KMS happened to be live and I said something like that. Yep. And, you know, fucking 20 years from now, people are at I'd be like, oh, that's hilarious. What an idiot I am. Right. Sean doesn't have that ability. He's like, no, it's not true. 
or he has to justify the reason by saying 9-11 and swordfish are the exact same thing. Well, they are, obviously. Yeah, no, it, it was kind of a swordfish thing. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of a swordfish thing. In many ways, I think uh, the terrorists on 9-11 were inspired by the movie Swordfish. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking doofus. <laughs> Why? Why is his instinct to say that the, the chatter is lying when there's proof of it? John, who cares? It's funny that you said that. Embrace it. It's fine. No one's mad at you. No one thinks that you don't think 9-11 was a serious day because you said that. It's just a hilarious piece of history that after the towers fell, when Howard calls for news coverage, where they're literally saying, yeah, 30,000 people might have just died. And you say, Howard, you ever seen the movie Swordfish? <laughs> you have to see it. It's funny. This. Laugh with us, John, for Christ's sake. People are ju- jumping me. to their death, and he's like, Halle Berry's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing. Uh, someone asked me, someone reached out to me recently, and was like, Mike, what is the end game, do you think? With like, he's like, yeah. I think he's related. This person uh, like messaged me on Twitter. I'm assuming they reached out because they relate to things I've said about John. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, there's got to be a point where we don't find it funny anymore. It's just so repetitive and shit. Right. And this person was like, what's the end game? Like, it doesn't seem like John's ever going to learn his lesson. We're never going to get him to see the light. And I don't have a good answer for that person. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know what the end game is. Because it does feel very repetitive. It's just the depth of the well. The amount of times he can be this stupid is, is fascinating. And that's the other thing, John. If you have a high IQ, let's say your IQ is proven to be 160 and you're much smarter than me. That's the other thing is even if John beats me, it's going to be proven that he's lying about the 160. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many ways this goes bad for that's John. Ex- and exactly. there's virtually no way it goes bad for me. Exactly my point. There's no <laughs> yeah. bad outcome. Yeah. So, yes, John, I'll happily do it. I'm saying again, yes, I will do it. Um, but, you know, let's say it, it's it's proven that he has a 160 IQ and he's much smarter than me and smarter than Carl and Shuli and everybody. Doesn't that make it worse that you're a genius who is living in squalor? Is this dumb? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that you, you and I have the same occupation, John. No shit. You rose to the levels of the Howard Stern Show and the Tonight Show and now you're on YouTube bickering with me and taking an IQ test against me. Don't you see you've already lost, you idiot? How do you explain this at the Pickwick pub, pub to people? <laughs> what are the guys at the Pickwick going to think? <laughs> I'm, I'm learning. The thing is, like, I, don't, I don't even hate John. I like, I don't know what, but I feel like you can call someone an idiot and still kind of enjoy it. Now, I do think he's also a bad person, but you know, <laughs> there it is. Now the truth comes out. <laughs> that's neither here nor there though you know? um there is one more video i honestly completely forget what's in it i don't remember what it is either but we might as well play it might as well here now see i, I had the challenge going with blind mike but i don't know even how to oh yeah I'll, I'll set it up okay he's seems like he's already backing out <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, I had the challenge going with Blind Mike, but I don't know even how to get, like, that means Blind Mike and I got to be in the same room, take the same time. It's got to be uh, a proctor, and we got to, and there's got to be an administrator. 
So maybe Seems we'll like you know exactly how to do it. At a live event. <laughs> Seems like you know everything that's going to go into this. <laughs> it seems like you know in excruciating detail what we need. <laughs> but he's already like, I don't even know if it's possible to pull off. Have you done this before, sir? <laughs> and I think an IQ test is four hours. And then, no, I think maybe it's two or three. Because I took it on the Stern Show. It's probably about three hours. So I'm imagining like Cardiff Electric just sitting there silently watching us for four hours. Oh, <laughs> oh, good answer, Mike. <laughs> Are you sure it's C? <laughs> then we and then we reveal the, then we reveal the results. But I'll certainly take the IQ test against Bessie. And I that's Vince the Warrior, who's win. an asshole, the guy that put Carl's address out there and shit. What a great guy. Um, or, or or where Carl lives or that he lives near John or whatever the the town they live in, I think he said. Great guy. <laughs> um, but the way John said that, doesn't it feel like he's already kind of out on the challenge with me? I, I, he doesn't want to. He'll certainly do it against Vince. I think he doesn't want to not do it against you, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to uh, be the guy that's like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, right. So he's like, right. oh, there's just so many factors. We're not going to be able to pull it off. <laughs> well, John, I'm saying I hope there's no uh, mixed messaging here. I'm in. I will do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have no problem doing it. So let's figure it out, buddy. That's the thing is I'm, I'm kind of done communicating with it about it over Super Chat, though. I'm yeah. not paying him to negotiate this thing anymore. <laughs> what, what do I do if I have a retort? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you get in this chat and you Super Chat us a few bucks. I have no idea how to set it up. It sounds like you have to go through the proper channels, hire an agent, uh, get the proctor, set it up at an event. <laughs> it takes about four hours. I have no idea what goes into this. <laughs> you know what's funny is if it was silent, I think the place would sell out and sit quietly waiting patiently. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many distractions. I hear of those cause light bottles opening. Someone just gives a light cough. John's like, that's it. I said there no disruptions. <laughs> yeah, they do like the, the church cough. The <laughs> the, uh, they broke. They, they were purposely, they were trolling me. They tried to break my concentration. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if, uh, uh, if John and his people, whoever he wants to set it up, comes through. I think Hack Ride is on the case. If he sends one of his representatives then uh, we can get it done. So hopefully that all works out. Yep. Um, speaking of people we're in a rivalry with, <laughs> I guess me and Stuttering John are rivals now, and a longtime rival of ours would be Dat Fan. I don't even know if we're going to get through all these Dat Fan clips, to be honest with you, because <laughs> there's so much here. I found an old podcast of Dats. Um, that he was on. Yeah, it's it, the video has like 250 views. I don't I don't know. It's called like Flappers Comedy or something. I think they do it at Flappers Comedy Club. Oh, good. So it'll double right now when we play it. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> um, but I clipped pretty much, uh, I think, all you need to hear. Because Dat regales us with tales of his fame and fortune. I didn't realize how successful he was. But it's always the case. Like, you know, the reason we know Matt Reif is famous is because he went on a podcast and told everyone how famous he was, right? Isn't that the first time we heard of him? Yep. Is because he had to tell us how famous he was. That's <laughs> how you know people are famous. That's the only reason I know who George Clooney is. Right. Is uh, the podcast he did where he's like, I'm a famous guy, as a matter of fact. Yep, that's how all the best podcasts start. Yeah, so that goes on. A pod this is from 2017. 
so, you know, ancient history, you could say, I suppose, five years ago or six years ago. But uh, I, I felt it was worth noting because we've played a lot of clips that indicate that Dad has not changed over the years. And this is also probably why he didn't like that there were audience members there cheering for someone other than him at his comedy show. Today, the original winner of The Last Comic Standing. Please Boy, he's welcome. really been milking that credit. <laughs> that was 20 years in. I mean, Jesus Christ, Dad. We know the winner of Last Comic Standing. We understand. That's got to be like, that's a credit that everyone's like, what the fuck is that at this point? Right, yeah, right. <laughs> that ten, 10 years prior, they were like, what the fuck is that? Dad fan. What? There's nobody clapping. That's the weird I, part. It's I like, know. Well, is it, it is a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Let's true. clap for ourselves. Oh, yeah. We'll just clap. <laughs> Already, can this guy not be like an arrogant you, prick to people? No. no. Hey, there's nobody clapping? What the fuck are you talking about? They're supposed to clap for you? I think I think uh, he thinks that. Yeah. Is this the first time he was ever on a podcast, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Why isn't the studio? First of all, you're in the room. You can see how many people are there. But like. Which is even worse because in his mind, the the host and producer is supposed to be like, yay, Dat's here. That wouldn't be insulting to you? Be like, yeah, woohoo. I think it would be so insulting is- insulting if he thinks he's, we're about to find out because the next clip is Dat's level. But I think him being on this show, looking around, is probably yeah. insulting to himself enough. <laughs> yeah, well, he realizes, hey, if they're not going to give you the accolades, you might as well give them to yourself, right, buddy? <laughs> concerned about and that's i probably shouldn't be worried about that we so, know. Yeah. you look like a million damn dollars a million. <laughs> damn it um, t- so a lot of what we do on this podcast we have a lot of comedians listen and they're always sure. interested in finding <laughs> out get listen we're not here to make fun of them but they do reference the size of their audience which based on the youtube numbers doesn't doesn't feel right but we're not here to shit on them today that's true they, they get a free pass today yeah yeah always interested in finding out like how do i get to where dat fan is now you know i, I don't think a lot of people know no, hold on that's not how they say it though <laughs> yeah, how do i get to where dat fan is jesus christ because yeah, he's playing how do i avoid getting to where dat fan is he's playing shows where there's no major roadways <laughs> yeah they see him posting uh, about being in an Aberdeen Ironbirds game. And they're like, how do I get to where Dad Fan is? Yeah, you guys got to catch me on this new tour. Uh, it's a great new tour. <laughs> it was great. Uh, I didn't send it to you because it just randomly popped up in my TikTok feed. Mm-hmm. A clip from uh, 20, um, fall of 2022. So about this time last year. Where he says, I'm gearing up for this tour I'm about to be going on. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was talking about it months in advance. Oh, my we God. We can't stop hearing about this goddamn tour. I can't afford uh, airplanes, so I'm driving and I'm staying in the worst yeah. motels possible. Wait, in his new TikToks, he's like, I, was, I just got off the road on this tour. It's like, Dad, that was months ago. <laughs> You're doing a Zoom show right now. All right. Sorry. So we're hearing about the level that he's on, right? Yep. Finding out, like, how do I get to where Dat Fan is now? You know? I I don't think a lot of people know your history prior to winning that. It was just insane after <laughs> Or you since, as a matter of fact. Took <laughs> off people seem to know that singular event in your life, kind of, and nothing else. It's so weird. we didn't know anything before, and after, all we really remember is you're just fun to make fun of. <laughs> Dad, Dad, here's the curious thing about you. You're a really famous guy, and people are wondering how to get to your level. Although, 
we know virtually nothing about you. <laughs> it's weird how that works. Your Wikipedia page was one paragraph. <laughs> Beard Barber, was, I've known you for many years now, actually, a couple decades probably. Oh, but a long time. I'm only 10. <laughs> Since Come I was on. a child. Yes. But um, yeah, and Yikes. I never feel, I can't imagine at a higher level what it is because I never really feel like, I'm successful. I don't know if that's a common answer you guys good, get. Good answer. You're not. <laughs> really? You're not. Me? You're not, Dad. <laughs> hey. It's like me saying this. <laughs> hey, I mean, Hassan Minaj will lie left and right. This guy's telling the truth. Straight fire right now. <laughs> I never, I never, it's, it, I could give this exact same speech. <laughs> right. I, I never feel like I'm uh, rich and famous. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's that. almost like I have this uh, acute sense of reality. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah. you know, I just like anybody else, I, I go to Vons, I go to Ralph's, I go and get my food. Oh hey, guys, my I'm just like you. God, I forgot about this part. I'm just like you. <laughs> I grocery shop. I need to eat. Hey, yeah, right. I mean, you know, you cut me, I bleed. I go to the grocery store. I mean, sure, I have security, but <laughs> I, do, I, do, I do sometimes have to lower myself to the ranks of the civilian. I uh, guaranteed dad is a guy who refers to people that aren't comedians as civilians. Oh, a thousand percent. One thousand percent. I just like anybody else. I, I go to Vons, I go to Ralph's, I go and get my fruit and you know, and, and then somebody will be like, Hey, can I get a Wow. Fruit? What a human, <laughs> what a human being. <laughs> dad, you eat fruit. <laughs> you are what you eat. I didn't realize. You are what you eat, Mikey. <laughs> no. And, and then somebody will be like, Hey, can I get a photo with you? I'm like, really? Uh, me? Sure. Why? I have a call. Oh, again? <laughs> you know, you know for a fact, Dad's one of those guys. Like, Ugh, not right now. <laughs> Dad, Dad, this is 2017. Come on, don't bullshit us, buddy. Be thankful. You go to the grocery store, and people are asking for photos with you. <laughs> That's like, oh God, can't I have a moment with the produce? And if you thought it couldn't get any grosser. All right, let's hear it. Uh, this is him talking about being famous more. <laughs> Do you get stopped a lot for photos? Does it happen a lot? I get stopped at random times. and the, the, the times. <laughs> I, just, I just can't handle it. Well, because clearly he's not doing any signings where it would be pre-planned because no one would show up. <laughs> <laughs> I get stopped at random times as as if people someone's going to dm you and be like hey dad if you're walking around your neighborhood at 2 p.m tomorrow i'm going to swing by and ask for a photo <laughs> of course it's random you dickhead they recognize they're not voice. prepping you this is my favorite though is uh there's no way this next part happens ever okay let's hear it. and the, the weirdest times is when they recognize my voice before they see my face oh so, and there's, <laughs> there's no shot that's ever happened in the history Wait. of time Am I to believe this can't be right? You're telling me he's walking around doing impressions of his mother. <laughs> <laughs> that seems insensitive, Dad. Save it for the stage. Save the gold for the stage. He's walking around just muttering to himself like, uh, aircraft carrier, American flag nails. And everyone's like, oh my God, is that Dad? <laughs> Dad? Dad, is that you? I can't see you yet. <laughs> maybe he means me. Yeah, maybe. He was, he was, Dad, where are you? He was a bar stool guy back then, so he was. He had you in his sights early. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other times, Weird. you know, I wear like a beanie quite often when it's colder. I, I know this weather is a joke compared to the rest yeah, of Yeah, I try to go out in disguise so no one recognizes me. <laughs> <laughs> I put on a beanie and a fake mustache, so hopefully I can leave the house. But even that doesn't work. 
cold it is, you yeah, know? But I wear a beanie as if the apocalypse is going to happen. <laughs> and plus my hair is long. I can't, yeah, I know. Is that the sound of the apocalypse? Hold on. The one thing I like that they do throughout this podcast is they give him a lot of rim shots when he says unfunny things. Which is very funny. <laughs> I'm wearing a beanie as if, you know, we've all seen apocalypse movies. Mm-hmm. And it's almost, it's hack at this point yep. that in every one, they're like, guys, grab your winter caps. Yep. Yeah. When I think, <laughs> grab your beanies. When I think I am legend, I think of Will Smith and his beanie killing his dog. <laughs> I mean, this is what we've noticed from looking through Dat's TikTok is that every anything and everything that happens to him is the craziest thing to ever happen. Like he's literally saying, I put on a knit cap, you know, as if the apocalypse is coming. <laughs> or it's a chilly day in Los Angeles, Dad. It's yeah. not that crazy. Yeah, dude, it's 83. How else are you going to get through the day without a beanie? All right, so he's in disguise. He's got the classic uh, glasses, nose, and mustache on. <laughs> try, just trying to leave the house and, and get some produce. How many times is... No, no, no. no. Sound of the apocalypse. <laughs> like, then, like, millions of people die, but there's like a drum roll going on at the same time. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, so I, I, I'm really shocked when they recognize me, and I forget that I'm, I'm famous. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad, good news. So have we. <laughs> I went to see Tom Myers and you happened to be there. (laughs) You're at shows where Tom Myers is the draw. (laughs) I forget that I'm famous. So is the industry. (laughs) Uh, Ah, jeez, I forget I'm famous. I can't leave the house. Damn it. (laughs) I forgot how famous I was. Shit. Uh, Next, we have loose perception. Well, can I, uh, did you get rid of that already? I wanted to hear it again. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I can pull it back up, though. All right. Um, yeah, I just want to hear the end where he's like, I, it's, it's a weird realization I have to go through. I forget that I'm, I'm, I'm a really famous guy. I am so famous. <laughs> I also, sometimes I forget like how cool and rich I am. <laughs> Let's see. Happened. And plus my hair is long. I can't, yeah, I know. Is that the sound of the apocalypse? Yeah. Like, that, like millions of people die, but there's like a drum roll going on at the same time. Yeah. So, so um, yeah. So I, I, I'm really shocked when they recognize me and I forget that I'm, I'm famous. I mean, I'm obviously not George Clooney or anything like that, but like, you know. <laughs> oh, oh, well, that's humble of you, dad. <laughs> obviously, I'm not George Clooney. Yeah, obviously, I'm a notch below George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know what, Dad? Actually, for once, your instinct was right. You probably didn't need to say that. That was obvious, actually. <laughs> we didn't need that. No one was thinking, oh, what is he, George Clooney level? He just has a giant crush on Stacey Keebler, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously, I'm not. Good. Glad to show. I'm glad you showed that you have some perspective on this, Dad, by saying, I mean, obviously, I'm not George Clooney, but a famous guy. Uh, next, we have. Uh... This is loose perception, though. Unless you want to hear that again. <laughs> no, it's here. I really kind of felt famous is right after one last comic standing, and obviously I knew that 100 million. Shut up. It's the, that's the only time I let it get to me. This is what I like, is he's saying he's still famous, but there's only one time where he let the fame get to him. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not now. No, De- no. Clearly not now is he letting it go to his head. Definitely not in Haver de Grace. <laughs> <laughs> really kind of no, we've seen no examples of it getting to his head ever, except this one time after last famous. comic standing. Oops. I really kind of felt famous is right after one last comic standing, and obviously I knew that 100 million people have watched to that point. Not true. And at that time, that was... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. You know, you know the oh, super... 100... You... 
A <laughs> hundred million people? One in every three Americans. NBC in the summer of 2003? <laughs> yeah, it got the same ratings as the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's You're telling me, Dad, that Jerry Seinfeld would say, I wish our finale could have done last comic standing numbers. <laughs> How many episodes? A hundred million people. Most of so um, essentially all the functioning adults. Yeah, in the country watched you. Correct. I say so. I said I go one in just about every three Americans watch this. Yeah, yeah, that's good. What? Uh, but again, like, I'm glad it hasn't gone to his head. Now, is this a ten episode show or a twenty something episode show? Last Comic Standing. Yeah. I would guess like six, one of those like 16, I think it was like for the whole summer. It's one of those shows in the summer. So like America's Got Talent, that pretty much goes to from uh, uh, May to September or something like that. Um, there was, I'm trying to, oh, here we go. Episode list. Let's find out. I'm curious because I guarantee yeah. you he's like 100 million people. He's counting all of it together maybe yes that's my yeah right which at that time there probably was seven eight million people watching per episode probably yeah so if you do 12 episodes or something you get there pretty quick yeah there was 11 episodes so 10 million that can't be right it's close i'll bet it's close Ten. because you got to remember this is 2003 yeah so being on nbc that there's a lot of people watching that that's a lot 10 million would be kind of like low at that time that's true that's true you know so yes, add them all up because no one watched back to back weeks. Ever. I, yeah, I got I got episode seven and that was all I could watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so a, a whole new group of people comes in every week and then they filter out and a new group of com- group comes in the following <laughs> week. So a hundred million people watched them. I'm gonna hit play on this and then look up the ratings because now I'm curious. <laughs> okay, people have watched to, to that point. And at but- that time, that was. Crazy. It was we, crazy. Nobody knew what it was. Video crazy. Or right. Like that at that it was time. reality. Hold on. Hold on. Why? Why is she playing? Like, knew. I mean, lady, I'll, I'll, I'll help you wrap your mind around it. He's lying. <laughs> 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 at that time, that'd be crazy if a hundred million people were. No, you're right. That would be crazy, and it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me, let me, you know, help you uh, put your mind at ease. At that time, that was. Crazy. It was we, crazy. Nobody we didn't knew have what viral it was. Video or anything right. like that at that it time. It was reality shows. Was the, the very beginning of it. Nobody knew. I mean, I'm the season one winner, and we know. After a while, we've heard that. Jesus Christ! Wow. Oh my yeah. God! <laughs> did you know I won that? Yes. Did you not hear how we brought you on the fucking show, idiot? Yeah. I, I imagine when like he walks into a room, his wife has to introduce him that way. What's, hey, I'm Katie, and here's season one winner of Last Comic Standing Dad Fan. You know what we didn't talk about enough, I don't think, in retrospect, was the intro that Tom Myers gave him at that show. Uh, meaning how? He's screaming. He's like, here he is! There the he is! <laughs> <laughs> like the big, it's like uh, um, Gaffigan's... Gaffigan uh, doing the Pope? Exactly. There he is, the leader of all the Catholics! What a pope! <laughs> what a pope! <laughs> uh, Gavigan was funny, man. I don't know what happened to him. I know. I didn't see his new special. I, well, I shouldn't say I don't know what I, I've heard bad things, but I haven't watched it. After a while, you know, it's been 14 years since then. Wow. Yeah. It's 2017, 2003. <laughs> Pretty funny. And God doesn't even know when to hit it. It's like it's like we were hitting it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forget. That I'm known. And plus, there's a lot of other famous people in the city. So it's just really kind of 
Easy to. You know, I'm just a small fish in a big pond. You know, I'm de- <laughs> Listen. I'm not here to compete with Affleck and Damon and all these big names. George. I'm just a. I try to be a regular Joe, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what it is. Easy to lose your, your perception of what it is. Well, how long? It's easy to lose your perception living in LA. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to lose your perception. It's like I. I kind of am Kevin Hart. Okay, no, you you don't have to prove to us it's easy to lose your perception. You've 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 done that. Uh, next we have drunk with power. Oh my god! Hey, Mark this- Norman ends his sets by saying, "I'm Kevin Hart," which is a joke. Mm-hmm. Dad is metaphorically saying it for real. Yeah, yeah, we're like, we're the same. He's like, no, 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 I'm essentially Kevin Hart. You we're, get that right? We are the same person. <laughs> Sorry, what is this? Uh, you drunk with power. <laughs> Well, this is, I, guys, again, I probably don't have to tell you. You know that when you win season one of Last Comic Standing, which, if you haven't heard, Dat has done. When you win season one of Last Comic Standing, I mean, you, you go mad with power. We were talking about Luis J. Gomez earlier in the show. Imagine if Luis J. Gomez, who tried out for Last Comic Standing, imagine what Bobby Hutch would have dealt with if Luis had won Last Comic Standing. <laughs> My God, the maniac that would have come out of that. <laughs> you know, I I had my crazy years where I was partying and all that stuff, which right which, after. which is why I don't party now. Yeah. Um, and I had my growing periods. I had times where I was slightly corrupted from the power. I was drunk with power. <laughs> I went through a lot. <laughs> come into my office and close that door behind you, sweetheart. It's like it's like not even funny at this point. <laughs> I'm that fan, damn it. You are? <laughs> um, and I had my growing periods. I had times where I was slightly corrupted from the power. I was drunk with power. I went through a lot of learning phases right after last comic standing. Oh, thank God. Thank God you sobered up from your power trip, Dad. <laughs> At the time, so he yells to his assistant, "Give me President Bush on the phone. <laughs> I need an sir, endorsement, sir. That's not possible. Do you know who I am? <laughs> Just tell him, Dat's on the line. Tell him, season one winner of Last Comic Standing, Dat Fan is on the horn. I'm surprised he didn't try to go the route of uh, like Madonna or Seal and just go by Dat. <laughs> That'd be great. I was so drunk with power." <laughs> Imagine him strung out on his couch. I am so known to the public. I'm powerful. <laughs> uh, this is oh, I love when he does this. This next one's called "Going to War." Oh well, this we've we've heard these sort of analogies before, and essentially, Dat is, uh, you know, he's drunk. He's the most powerful man in the country, which kind of makes him the commander in chief, mm-hmm. and so he knows what it's like to be entrenched in battle, right, the right. battle of laughter. He was in the Viet Cong. Yes. I've heard about your method for years. I've right. seen your notebooks and right. I've seen your, your graphs, but I'm actually quite excited to um, listen to you teach it. I'm, you know, I'm, I, yeah. I hate to say this, but I'm passionate, almost more passionate about teaching right now stand-up comedy than actually doing it. Mm. And, and because, because it's the I'm only job I can get <laughs> that's close to comedy? I hate to, say, <laughs> I hate to say this, but I care too much. <laughs> I, I hate to say that I've kind of been forced into caring more about teaching than comedy. <laughs> It's the only thing that keeps the lights on because I'm famous. Even though I'm so famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you have a house? No. <laughs> I hate to say this, but I'm passionate, 
almost more passionate about teaching right now stand-up comedy than actually doing it. Mm. And, and because I've done it for, for 20 years. And to me, doing stand-up, like, let's say this room, as we had many times, is packed in this room. This room seems like 200-something. <laughs> yep. well, we've, ne- <laughs> we've never been performing, but we do know what it would be like if it were packed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know when you're sitting in the audience and the room is filled, right? Not when we're on stage, but... Right? <laughs> so with this room, when it's packed and you get up, your job is to come in and kill just destroy up there and do the best you can oh and it's just so annoying because the crowd is always chanting dat 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 <laughs> and it's like guys can i just shop for my produce <laughs> i like how he's like yeah you gotta go up there and you gotta kill in front of that audience and then you're like this audience fucking sucks <laughs> uh, i'm like oh great now they know what i look like and sound like so they're gonna follow me to the store right right <laughs> <laughs> to me that is a battlefield seriously but it's a battlefield right yep but it was so great when I was teaching the class where there was, say, just 14 students in here or 20. <laughs> this is a, Nimrod71 in the chat. He's Asian Doug Bell. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> That's a great... That is... Oh, yeah. Fuck it. That is legitimately exactly what it is. Me and me and Kinnison were up there just fucking crushing it, man. And they were like, ah, Dad, you're the best. <laughs> Dad, you're the best. You know, you walk yeah. down. They look at Kinnison, they'd be like, who's this, your opener? Yeah, the only person that signs more autographs than me is Clooney. <laughs> that fan, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Seriously, but it's a battlefield, right? Yep. No. But it was it's so not. when I was teaching the class where there was, say, just 14 students in here or 20 instead of 200. Right? And now I call it... You know, the 200 that I'm used to. <laughs> now. Because now instead of getting up there and just doing the formula, I could I could be in front of the students and go, okay, guys, there's a battlefield that you're going to go on one day. I need to prepare you the best I can. I mean, I hate to pr- approach things like I do to war, but I've always... <laughs> <laughs> I really... It kills me to approach things like war, but that's the only way I know how to go about it. I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to do this. He also... I didn't... I didn't cut it because he did like, he kind of fessed up and had an accurate timeline, but he's talking about how, uh, so his family left Vietnam at the end of Vietnam, the Vietnam war, they escaped. Mm-hmm. That was born in January of 1975. The Vietnam war ended in April of 1975. <laughs> and dad's like, yeah, I was there. And I, but he's like, to be honest, this is the great word. This was his honest moment. He's like, I really only have a few memories of that time in Vietnam. When I was three months old. When you were three months old? You remember that? Oh, uh, God. Uh, next we have... Uh, I, I was protesting the war. I came to America to protest. <laughs> next but to be honest, I don't remember much. So. <laughs> next we have big lessons. Yeah, well, good. It's, he, he is a teacher, so it's about time we started learning something. That is right. He is a teacher. What made you no. do comedy? I mean, was it was it Commies? this tragic upbringing that you think made your mind think I've got to get released? What made this? you do this to us? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel the need to put us through this? Why have you done this to comedy? Explain. <laughs> well, hopefully, we're just going to use your giant name, as you say, to get our YouTube channel monetized. <laughs> ah, we're going to have you on, Dad, and we're going to skyrocket all the way up to 250 views in six years. This <laughs> and make fun or have some fun here. You know, they, they say three of the biggest lessons in your life is one, being poor, two, having a heart broken. And then- Hold on, a pause, 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 pause. Paused. And go back. I did. 
Three of the biggest lessons you could have in your life. He's mm-hmm. this is a, this is what he has used to motivate himself and reach these heights. Mm-hmm. One being poor is one of the biggest lessons. Yep. Two is having your heart broken. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the third lesson? Um, putting on your uh, your army boots and just strapping up and going to battle. It's possible. Now, this is something that dad has taken to heart and he's lived his life by this code. So let's hear what the big, important third uh, life lesson is. He's, know, a, he's is about to espouse this. This is something everyone can take from and something he teaches his students. So let's hear about <laughs> it. The biggest lessons in your life is one, being poor, two, having a heart broken, and then three, I forgot what it was, but like... <laughs> 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 Why not just say two lessons? Because uh, because he he can't get the comedy out of him. It's always the rule of three. Uh, the three most important lessons are one being poor, two having your heart broken, and uh, who knows <laughs> some other, some other bullshit. The third one wasn't even important. That's how big the first two are. <laughs> yeah, three re redo one and two. Why not say there are two lessons? The two biggest lessons I've learned from. But also, those aren't lessons. You, they're, they're things you can learn from, but those are just life the, experiences from what yeah, I know. Being poor and having your heart broken are not, they, they lead to life lessons, but they themselves are not the lessons. No. It's like, oh, this is how I get my heart broken. <laughs> Be a terrible boyfriend. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sure it's happened to a lot, a lot of comedians, Ooh, but, but the first two. This guy's drops are fantastic. <laughs> they get a little obnoxious if you watch the whole thing, but yes, I agree. Um, uh, here we go. A rifle analogy. <laughs> oh, this is his famous, uh, his famous analogy of disassembling a gun or whatever the fuck he's talking about here. You remember the guy's constantly in battle. So of constantly. course he knows how to, he knows how to build weaponry. That'd be great if you had veterans plates. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically save my X-Men powers for when I hit the stage. When I'm off stage, I think like, a Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Holy fuck. I forgot. If I can add a little douche context to this. You don't have to. <laughs> he's talking about how comedian. He's he, he's equating comedians to superheroes. Yeah, and he's one of the X Men. So I basically save my X Men powers for when I hit the stage. But when I'm off stage, I think like a producer, and I think that really throws a lot of people off. And I get a lot of amateur comics trying to crack jokes with me, and I feel bad because he's a cunt. Like seriously, a bunch of amateur <laughs> comics. <laughs> You think he's a cunt now? Listen to why he feels bad. <laughs> I know, I know, I know what he's about to say, but like, I just, it just hits me every time. A bunch of amateurs, like these, they're probably all better than you, you fucking asshole. Right. That's the thing is like, that's why the the comedians that are like legends in New York, let's say, are so beloved is because they don't treat people like that. They'll bust people's balls the same way. And like, this is what he never quite learned with Patrice and Voss is, they were treating Dat as a young comedian like one of them. Right. By busting his balls and making fun of the accents that he does, they were trying to, like, groom that out of him in a, in a weird way. But he, Whereas Dat looks at young comedians down his nose. But he like, won't. He doesn't realize that's what they were doing still. Right. And, but he, but he, what he does is worse because he looks at people as amateurs. Like, they're not even in my league. Right. And case in point, this description of how he treats people trying to crack jokes with me and I feel bad because when they joke to me, they see the humor. I see the matrix. Like I see code going down on where I could fix the code to make it a better thing. I could actually disassemble the rifle and put it back together better than the way they have it. And they're like, why aren't you laughing? I'm like, 
because I just thought of three other tags. Great podcast name, by the way. <laughs> a podcast focused around debt. Why aren't you laughing? <laughs> so he, he disassembles the joke and puts it back together, and he goes, "Here you go." Yeah, here you go, kid. Free charge. It's like I, I don't, I don't want to say that at all. Like, also, yeah, no, I was just kind of having a conversation with you, actually. You, you know, could. do you know how embarrassing it is to go? Uh, I had this joke, and that fan tagged it for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I killed myself. <laughs> so, so I turned that that figurative gun, and I made it a real one. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. Yeah. Uh, a young Robin Williams. Oh. <laughs> You guys, I don't have to say this. No. You guys probably already thought, I mean, that's Robin Williams you're listening to, right? Right. No, no, of course not. It's 2017, he'd been dead for three years, I think. No, no. It's just the second coming of Robin Williams. Let's hear about it. We, here's the really weird part. The last four TV shows are booked, including the, the, the second season, which, which is five shows, right? All the TV stuff I booked, I would say now 80% of it is drama. Huh. Uh-huh. Very serious. That's the stuff that I'm Wait, landing. I'm sorry. Season two of what? Season two of Startup on Sony Crackle. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Something I've never, ever heard of? Oh, okay. Good. On Sony Crackle. Well, here's the other thing. This is what Dat does. It's what Tom Myers does. It's what Stuttering John does, where you have to build up your resume by like in sheer numbers by adding things. What he's saying there is like, he says he had these four parts in the last however many years. And then he goes, actually five because one of them is asking me back for season two for an episode. Right. It's like, no, that's the same, same job. Same role. You're, play, you're playing the same character, so you don't get to add that. Hey, hey, good for you. That's great. You're getting paid again and all that. Terrific. But you don't get to add that again. To the, it's not two items on the, your resume. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. If you watch my character on them, a reoccurring regular, it's very disturbing, my character. And it's like, I don't know. I think there's a few comedians. I can only imagine. What do you play? I, I play a stand-up comic from L.A. <laughs> <laughs> My God, this is disturbing. Occurring regular. Why is the man assaulting the audience with his words? <laughs> Everyone leaves. They're bleeding from the ears. That's My, no, no, no. Vietnamese person talks like that. Why is he doing that voice? Character, and it's like I don't know. I think there's a few comedians that do that, like yes. where. Well, they, Robin Williams yeah. started to do that. And, and, and it's a, he slipped her a note that said, ask me about Robin Williams. <laughs> yeah, mention, do me a favor. When I bring up acting, mention Robin Williams. <laughs> I hope they go out the same, too. <laughs> Huge honor for me because, I, you know, obviously he's way up there as far as talent and, and powers and all that stuff. And I've had people say, hey, you, you kind of remind me a little bit of him when you're on stage and you're riffing and all that stuff. But then I'm able to- <laughs> Holy fucking shit, dude. And I, of course, say, I mean, hey, come on. That's very nice of you to say. And, of course, it's true. But I'm so humble that I, I don't want to accept that Could sort of you, you imagine comparing yourself? Like, Mike, like, yeah, when I'm uh, when I'm doing this show, I just, you know, people are always like, you remind me of a young Anthony Cumia. Yeah, yeah. People say, oh, the voices you do, they're great. You're really like, you're loud. You're kind of like, uh, like if the Cumia and Artie show stayed on, mm-hmm. it'd be just watch, like watch the blind mic project. It's, it's exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. If you had them both in their prime, it's kind of just this. <laughs> yeah. If the nose didn't get fucked up, you know, all of it. <laughs> that's really what people say is like, Hey, if Robin Williams, you know, if he didn't have his demons, if he was a perfect man, they would be dead fan. <laughs> you do like the very creepy, like the one hour photo type of non funny movies. Mm-hmm. And 
I guess they're, they're called dramas, Dad. <laughs> he said it earlier. You already forgot. Non-funny movies. <laughs> yeah, I like Robin Williams, but I particularly like his non-funny work. <laughs> it honors me and it scares me at the same time because it's two completely different polar world opposites. Polar world opposites. Uh, it's just, I have such a hard time being Kevin Hart and Robin Williams. <laughs> That's so many voices. It's like, Dad, are you a mogul? Are you a, an artist? What are you? It's hard. It's really hard. And then when I go out of the house, I'm Clooney because I'm getting flocked with fans. <laughs> yeah, people just throwing panties at me. You notice, did anyone go up to Robin Williams in his life and say, boy, you remind me a lot of Dad fan? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I guess that's what I'm wondering mainly. If that happened, Dat paid them to go say it to him. And that's why what happened with Robin Williams. Everyone thinks it's that uh, Louis body disease or whatever he had. <laughs> no. Someone said, you remind me a lot of Dat fan, actually. <laughs> um, Pimpin' Ain't Easy. Well, this is where, I mean, we've heard about the fame and the fortune, and you know it comes with that. The pussy. <laughs> Like another 20 but pounds or something. So I don't know. many people, women must approach you after shows, they, right? They do, but they see. No. Now, hold on. Drew P balls. I hope you're still in the chat. Because <sighs> <laughs> you, and Justin as well, you guys see a little better than me. When we were in Havard de Grace, how many pairs of panties were on stage? Because <laughs> like, I, I just wasn't able to see it if you guys took count. I can't not hear Doug Bell now. <laughs> that was a perfect analogy oh my god was that spot on because he's just oh. like he's like uh yeah women must just throw them yeah yeah they do but you know that's part of the yeah business. yeah i don't even care about that it's part of the business you know i'm in it for the art man <laughs> <laughs> oh, start that yeah, over i'm sorry like another 20 but pounds or something so many people women must approach you after shows they, right they do but they see like, i mean a I'm different sure person yeah they see the guy on stage oh. they see the cool guy at the party and they don't realize. Like <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Hold on. Here's, yeah, but here's the problem: is the ladies see my swagger on stage and see how cool I am, and I think, can I just get a break and be me off stage? <laughs> this is definitely this episode's called Asian Doug Bell. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Can, can I can I just get a break from being the cool guy? You know, <laughs> hey Henry Henry Winkler didn't have to be the Fonz all the time. You know, exactly. <laughs> they do, but they see. I mean, a I'm different sure you're, person. Yeah, they see the guy on stage. Oh. They see the cool guy at the party, and they don't realize I formulated that from a kill formula. Oh they my were. god! <laughs> oh my fucking god! If he comes out in like a year or two and he's like, my entire career has been a giant troll, I will switch everything I think about him. He's he he's he's Buddy Love. He created a he's the Nutty Professor. He created a formula. He drank the magic potion, and he's just a fucking beast on stage. He's got swagger coming out of his ears. This is the this is so bad, <laughs> so he's, douchey. He really is. We've made a lot of comparisons today, and I've never seen one man encapsulate like Dice, Dane Cook, and Anthony Jeselnik all in, all in one man. <laughs> Just the kill formula. How does he do it? How do you how do you get so cool, Dad? Tell us about the kill formula. Android act that I created, right? Which is based on my life, but then when they see the real person off stage and, and I want to watch Law and Order... You know, and they're like, oh. Maybe Can I just I relax? <laughs> Do I have to be so cool <laughs> all the damn time? Did you hear him, though? He's like, 
He's like, yeah, they see the cool kid, and I just want to go watch Law and Order, and they're like, oh, let me hear it again. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah, Maybe you should. Dark. But then when they see the real person off stage, and I'm, and I want to watch Law and Order, you know, and they're like, oh. Maybe you should put that into your set. Yeah. Said, I just want to take a moment I'm like, here. Like, like, that's fine. Why you did the white girl? But I watch Law and Order, ladies. If what, you want Dad? To- why did I'm going just- to channel? I'm going to channel Patrice O'Neill. Do you have a fucking alarm that just went off? They had to do that voice. It yeah. doesn't fit in this context at all. Because he said white girl too. Like, <laughs> yeah, he says he dates white girls, and yet he's giving there. It's the only voice he knows how to do. It's a fucking goofy tick. He might have Tourette's. Maybe he might. Very serious or not? Just to let you know. So it's just, like just, just, just spend two minutes on stage as you are off stage. So like, and but do it towards the end. But so they're already in love with you. But they. I hope this you. guy's fucking with him. I know, <laughs> because otherwise, what this guy is saying is like, "Hey, you're so cool. Can you take a break for a couple minutes at the end and be like, guys, this swagger does end somewhere? Can I just watch Netflix? <laughs> Please tell me it ends. Play is t- is tough. We can Listen, learn this. I, at the end of the day, you guys know me as a party boy. <laughs> You know, a bit of a, a bit of a button pusher politically, you know, I, I'm always walking right up to the edge, but not over it. I, I will never cross. But also like, you know, I'd like to catch up on Ozark. So why can't I, why can't I be that guy too? You know, right. So we, LA is t- it's tough. we can learn this kill formula. We right? can learn the kill formula, okay. but I'll tell you, it's gonna be less poon. well, actually, oh. no, it might. That's poon? <laughs> He's handing out the fucking Bugs Bunny Space Jam, like, magic stuff. Did you hear what he said the kill formula was? No. <laughs> Listen. But they know so we, LA is, t- is tough. We can learn this kill formula, We right? can learn the kill formula, okay. but I'll tell you, it's going to get you less poon. Well, oh, actually, no, oh never mind. <laughs> <laughs> never mind. I thought he said the kill formula, that's poon. <laughs> no, but hey, like, this is his struggle. It's like he's developed this kill formula. But sometimes it's going to turn the ladies off, man, because yeah. you are just pushing the edge on stage, and the bitches can't handle that. Nothing, nothing screams ladies, man, like calling it or, poon. I think it's saying, <laughs> I think he's saying the kill formula is such a pussy attractor mm-hmm. that at the end of the day, it's worse for you because they think you're so cool. That's right, and, and you're, you're not, really not. You can't really be not. that all the time, you know. That's right. <laughs> this picture I see of him, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna put this up uh, real quick. Because the video is a is just a picture from that day. Here's okay. here's how Daft Fan looked while doing this interview. <laughs> just <laughs> just so you have it in your head. But this last uh, we have two more. Uh, Back to War is this one. Okay, good. If you end up dating actresses and actors, you know they're hot. But <laughs> if you think, <laughs> but I just want more. I need more than that. <laughs> I need substance, man. It's just tough banging this hot pussy night after night. <laughs> poon. You know? Nah, pussy's gross, man. You need poon. <laughs> Isn't there something more out there, man? <laughs> if you end up dating actresses and actors, you know, they're hot. But if you think <laughs> actresses and actors, I date both. <laughs> I go both ways. Bye. Guy or girl, I don't care. No, no. But why, why, again, why are you, 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 you made a flub. You accidentally said actors and actresses. Hilarious. Why are you Asian now? Why, why is it the over-the-top accent? I don't know. Uh, this guy is insane. <laughs> Actresses, right? It's a dangerous mind that he has. I will. Here's one compliment I'll give Dad. It seems like he's harnessed it into a way that he doesn't have bodies in his basement. But like he's right on the cusp of that. I think he has the mentality for it, but he hasn't. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like almost like being with your fellow soldier. You're in the trenches <laughs> with them. So you're both yeah. every day. Like you're yep. trying to audition. You're fighting the battlefield, and then now you're trying to date each other. It might happen, but it's it's just. 
Is he comparing himself to actors and actresses now? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's saying any two famous people when they're together. Yeah. It's exactly like, you know, two Marines that are married. Yeah. You say semperfy to each other. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's exactly like kids uh, who both their parents might be gunned down in war <laughs> because they're serving the nation. That's yeah. exactly like being the children of, you know, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner. Same thing. <laughs> It's kind of, I'm exhausting. I think it's, exhausting. I'm, I'm getting exhausted and just worked up just telling you about <laughs> dating and making my bed smaller and my condoms rotting. And just basically, I, I would imagine. Well, you I'm pussy hound or not, Dad? What's happening here? His condoms are rotting? Is that a thing? Well, he, 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 here's the thing is like, guys like this, they know self deprecation is good for comedy. Well, I mean, you know, he's a scientist, so he's got that all measured out. So he knows he has to be humble sometimes. So he talks about how much pussy he gets and everything. And then he's like, well, I'd never get laid. My <laughs> condoms are rotting, apparently. Okay. I, I would imagine that a monk probably has more sex than I do. Being a comedian, a successful comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Banging away on that drum. That's very funny. <laughs> uh, All right, what's the last clip? Last clip is um, uh, <laughs> natural leader. Of course. I mean, he is, you know, sometimes you don't want responsibility, but it's thrust upon you, Maybe. you know, much like Harvey Dent. That's right. In the city of Gotham. That's right. Being yeah. a producer, I stay very optimistic, very almost Tony Robbins like, and I, <laughs> I try to be a team leader and, and instill the positivity into my clients. You are right? a leader. But at this, but I'm the leader that didn't want to be a leader. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a leader as you know. Nobody else oh, is just doing. so difficult, man. <laughs> He's the comic. He's the comic we want. <laughs> just not the comic we need. No, Dad, that's not true. That's not you. You didn't do this. <laughs> so you're grabbing the torch and you're doing it. You're like, okay. I, if that guy hit the rim shot there, I would have fucking found him and kissed him on the mouth. This is all for Rachel, who is definitely an actress <laughs> or model, because that's all that I fuck. <laughs> like, Okay, we're marching to war. Somebody else, oh, nobody's doing it. I'm doing ah. it. <laughs> then you grab the torch and you do it and yeah. you end up being good at it and then everybody looks to you. So you become the natural leader. It's kind of like what happened to... Unfortunately, my identity has been revealed because I can't stop telling people I'm Bruce Wayne and what a playboy I am. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's so lucky Patrice is dead. But I'm still doing this voice because I'm a hack. <laughs> <laughs> He's insanely lucky that Patrice is dead. Oh, was at the end of the clip. I'm sure yeah, that was the, that was the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> I wanted to think of more. <laughs> Someone walks into Flappers Comedy Club. <laughs> you know, one night at the crowd went off a little crazier than usual. I throw one tomato and people lose their minds. <laughs> uh, a man, a man walked in and was doing a Vietnamese accent of his mother. So I stick a knife in my mouth and I do this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I just, I like really like people who tell jokes. You're going to love me. <laughs> My mother was an Asian. <laughs> Vietnamese. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> All right. Hey, here's the benefit of not having put out Shaw as Batman yet. We have the Joker. <laughs> we, have, we have the Joker. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> no one does find the Joker very funny, so it's perfect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dad's walking away in a nurse's outfit. The comedy store blows up. <laughs> <laughs> He's dressed like Mitzi. <laughs> That is so funny. Uh, he burns a pile of Joe Rogan's money. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, I enjoyed that. That was very funny. Can we so Hackride is not going to join us this week unfortunately? Right. Um his was it last week? His his appearance when he came on and roasted the topics we were talking yes. about. Yes, I thought it was a great segment, but Hackride can't do it this week. I think we'll be back with us uh, when I return from vacation. But we do need someone who's capable of roasting the news. Is anyone up for the challenge, Craig? <laughs> yeah, which one do you want? All right, here we go. Uh, so good news, gang. Tom Myers versus the rest of the world has returned and it's at a time where he needed him mo- we needed him most if there's a news story that's happened over the summer watch out because you've been on easy street for too long Tommy's back um doesn't matter we can go in whatever order you'd like here's the news Bobert was kicked out of a theater oh well, this is the big news. uh this for being generally disruptive how embarrassing is it for her to be kicked out of a venue for not being with a significant other who exposes himself. No. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't get it. Explain that. For you're the political guy here, Craig. Explain that to me. I'm gonna rewind a little and listen again. Please, really, real close. Generally disruptive. How embarrassing is it for her to be kicked out of a venue for not being with a significant other who exposes himself? No, <laughs> I think Tommy lost the train of thought on that one. I don't get it because people are laughing and he's like, fuck, you're not supposed to laugh at that. <laughs> can you can you rewind a little bit again? I'm, I'm sorry. I want to hear this again. So Lauren Boebert, essentially, to correct me where I'm wrong here, fill in any gaps I've got. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. the story better than me, I'm sure. On her first date with yes. this fella who is a liberal who owns she was vaping. Yep. She was jerking him off over the pants, right? Yeah, and grabbing a whole bunch of titties. I did not know she had that in her. <laughs> <laughs> so she seems like she's a good girl. She seemed like she was a fun time. Yeah, great time. Okay. For and not you saying something? I, I, but that's it, right? Like there's I, I, there's no more to this. That's essentially the story. It was caught on tape. They it's were in Beetlejuice. Yep. Uh, that guy was married. Um and uh he, he's not going on a second date. All right, I'm trying to wrap my mind around this. Tom, take it away. Venue for not being with a significant other who exposes himself. No. (laughs) He's saying that she wishes she was, like, she wishes he pulled his dick out? I don't know. I guess. Is that what he means? I really have no idea. I'm so stumped on this one. That's perplexing, but there's more. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And the embarrassing thing is she was kicked out of the Beetlejuice musical. Mm-hmm. Like she was mm-hmm. kicked out of something that's for kids. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on. Like if you I don't, don't mean to poke holes known- in Tom's present pre- uh, uh, premise. Was Beetlejuice for kids? I know it is like a Michael Keaton, Alec Baldwin movie. Was it for children? I don't remember. 
Well, usually uh, Broadway is not, I would say. <laughs> that's that, that's why I was a little confused. But like, is, you know, The Lion King was for kids, I guess. So mm-hmm. was Beetlejuice for kids? I genuinely don't know. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I saw it. All right. Well, let's live in the world where it is for kids, because I don't want to I don't want to step on Tom's joke here. I, I, I know I haven't done that yet. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you don't want to be known as being associated with predators, don't go to a fucking kids show. <laughs> All right, I'm starting to believe Tom didn't understand this story. Yes, that seems no one's saying that Lauren Boebert is associated with predators. They're saying she made a fool of herself in public, right? Correct. <laughs> yeah. Am I missing something that they're saying she's associated with pedophiles? No. Oh, um, maybe because her date hosts drag shows. Uh, I don't know. Oh, and, that Jerry has to hate that, I assume. Yeah, probably. Uh, and she's always against them because of the pedophilia angle. <laughs> I don't. Because, f- but then is Tom calling that guy a predator? I feel way, way worse about myself trying to dive into this guy's brain. <laughs> I want to understand it, Tom. Explain it to us, please. All right. So, Although, oh, is that? Is there more? Fair, maybe she went to go see the Beetlejuice show because his teeth are the same as her supporters. No, <laughs> fucked up. I guess he has, he has bad teeth. I think he was talking about her. She is a fucking sweet baby no, angel. No, go back. Beetlejuice's teeth. The reason she went to Beetlejuice. This is always why you go to a play. Mm-hmm. The reason she went to Beetlejuice is because Beetlejuice's teeth are as fucked up as her supporters. I think that's the joke. Let's hear it again. Maybe she went to go see the Beetlejuice show because his teeth are the same as her supporters. No, his teeth are the same. <laughs> yeah, like his teeth are fucked up, I guess. So that's in Tom's mind. This is where Tom doesn't always connect to the premise to the punchline. That's why she went to the show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She said, this guy's teeth are the same as my supporters. I'm going to buy a ticket and vape there. Yeah. Yep. Well. Uh, there's more in the news. That was the oh, end of, of course, the- there's a lot more in the news. Tom has plenty of chances. Let's give him another shot. What's next? Uh, Aaron Rodgers in his first game with the Jets. He's out now because of an injury. Mm. Out for the rest Yee! of the season, it looks like. Aww. And now Colin Kaepernick's agent is trying to get in touch with the Jets to try and get him to be the starting quarterback for the Jets. Mm. I think mm. it'll be refreshing <laughs> to have uh, Kaepernick play for them because it'll be nice to have a quarterback that takes a knee without it being injury related. (laughs) That was the worst joke I've ever fucking heard in my goddamn life. You can hear, I'm wondering if Tom is like coming up with these on the spot because you can hear his mind working as he's saying them. That was the worst joke I've ever heard in my life. Rewind a little, please. And again, Tom makes these connections, but doesn't always follow through on like the, the through line, what connects the premise to the punchline. That's not always there. He said, Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback for the jets. Colin Ka- Kaepernick might be replacing him, which I don't think is true by the way, but uh, Colin Kaepernick kneels. That's what we know him for. So let's just say the word kneels and we have a perfect joke. Colin Kaepernick's agents did reach out to the Jets. They declined. That I actually happened. So, yeah. Yeah. Colin, you got to give up the dream at some point. It's been, what, eight years? Yeah. Not very good. I think it'll be refreshing to have uh, Kaepernick play for them because it'll be nice to have a quarterback that takes a knee without it being injury-related. 
<laughs> I don't even get it because that's not if you if you take a knee, that means you're running out the clock. It's like victory formation. Aaron Rodgers didn't take a knee. He nope. tore his ACL. He tore his ACL, his stood up, stood up actually, and looked pissed, and then laid on his back. Yeah, Tom just does he he never needs uh cohesion. <laughs> Tom doesn't need anything. He doesn't need one thing to relate to another. He just says, if I throw these words out there, you know, feed it to the people, see what they eat. <laughs> of course, you know, if Kaepernick does get accepted to play for the Jets and after he plays them for a while, he's going to be like, fuck it. I wish I'd stayed on the blacklist. Oh, <laughs> God bless whoever that guy is. Saving that's like, him. That's like, oh, this is the time where a punchline should be. I'm going to laugh now. Because <laughs> I got to tell you, in Haverty Grace, I had a tough time recognizing, not so much with Tom, but with some of the other comedians, I had a tough time recognizing like, oh, shit, that's a joke. <laughs> so it can be difficult if you're on his show to know when to laugh. So I give these people uh, massive kudos for knowing when the punchlines are supposed to be. Um, here's some more news. Uh, there was a, a death. What else happened? Jimmy Buffett passed away. Oh, he did. Uh, they actually just released a song right after he passed away. It's called My Gummy Just Kicked In. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, hold on. Is that a, that could be a Jimmy Buffett song. It could be. Like, that's not a, is that, what's the joke? Uh, like a modern day, like weed's getting legalized now. Jimmy Buffett having a song called, I think the gummy just kicked in would not be insane. It would not be insane, and I don't know if the joke is uh, he's not dead; he's just really high. Is that the is that the joke? Is it? I hope not. I really fucking hope not. This is like, what two idiots like us trying to break down Tom Myers must be what like the, the case is like. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, could he have meant this? <laughs> what were his intentions? <laughs> what did he mean by that? That actually is the song. Like, oh, then what's the joke? Uh, I know it's a Jimmy Buffett. Has a, does, he actually does have like a song or an album called "I Think It Just Kicked In" or something like Buffett, that. Gummy. I think his gummy just kicked in. He uh, pauses for laughter, but maybe it's just the setup. Uh, Buffett gummy just kicked. Uh, in. Let's see, it's really taking Craig a long time. <laughs> My gummy just kicked in. For What's real. the name of the song? That's a real song. All right, then rewind. Oh, my God God damn it. talking God about. God fucking damn it. <laughs> That's the name of the song? Oh, my God. Let's, all right, let's do this. <laughs> okay. Jimmy Buffett passed away. Uh, they actually just released a song right after he passed away. It's called My Gummy Just Kicked In. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, hilarious. Great. Now we have a cause of death. Oh, <laughs> okay. Tom doesn't know what weed is. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. I think the British are coming, dudes, but I can't lift my arms. <laughs> <laughs> Should I ask him. I, Tom, there's no way Tom's ever smoked weed. Never, never. He ever. thinks so. The joke is that Jimmy Buffett died from taking an edible. Yes. <laughs> the man's been boozing for fifty years. <laughs> Wait, maybe he can win us over. Had a skin cancer. Okay. Oh. That's how that's how he died. Considering he was the son of a son of a sailor, maybe he should have been looking for some sunblock instead of that fucking salt shaker. 
<laughs> nice. All right. I officially need to meet whoever the fuck is laughing at this. To quote Justin Trudeau, God is ass, Tom. <laughs> and he just put out an album where one of the guest musicians is Paul McCartney. So okay. Paul McCartney. This is crazy. Paul McCartney, by the way, is in his 80s, I think, right? Uh, it's just turned 80, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure he's 80. Look that up while we listen to this. Because I just want to, I want you to understand. Paul McCartney's a very old man. He's officially an old man now. Yes. And Tom gets into there something, obviously, if McCartney and Jimmy Buffett worked together at one time, something suspicious is going on here. 81. McCartney worked 81. with John Lennon. He's dead. He worked with uh, his uh, wife, Linda. And Wings, she's now dead. And now Jimmy Buffett? <laughs> Paul McCartney's a fucking murderer, man! Uh, what? A man in his 80s knows three people that have died. So he's a serial killer. Therefore, clearly he's a serial killer. All right, so let's, by the way, let's look for motive. <laughs> by the way, like John Lennon was gunned down in the street. Yeah, how many years ago? <laughs> we know the guy who did it. Oh, boy. Also, the premise was Jimmy Buffett died of skin cancer. Paul <laughs> McCartney is probably a murderer. <laughs> he's, just, he's just over his bed with an ultraviolet light. <laughs> <laughs> a man in his 80s knows dead people. <laughs> There's something fishy. I got to examine this. This is ripe for comedy. Um, man, uh, do you want to go Life Alert or Pawn Stars? <laughs> Let's get let's get Pawn Stars out of. We should close with Life Alert. <laughs> That's the big closer. Um, Pawn Stars. Have you watched Pawn Stars before? Of course. I used to watch it a lot in college. It was always it was kind of the impractical jokers of its day, <laughs> in the sense that it was always on. Always on, yeah. And um, you know they would haggle with people. They would. They, every episode was the same in the sense that it was like ah you know. Uh, I could maybe get 400 for it, but it's going to be sitting on my shelf for a while. I got to bring in a buddy who's an expert. Uh, we'll give you 75 bucks. And the person goes, uh, eh, you, you know, I wanted uh, $40,000, but uh, 75 bucks will give me a nice Vegas dinner. And then they go on to the next person. <laughs> right. That has been mentioned about Pawn Stars 11,000 times. Tom has waited until no one watches. I didn't even know it was still on the air. Is it? Is there new stuff? Well, that's what Tom's going to tell us about, you silly goose. Mm. The TV show Pawn Stars, they're going to take their show on the road. They're going to travel across America, and they're hiring extras for their show. When they try and negotiate their compensation, these extras, I bet the producers are going to say, best I can do is 75 bucks and a lunch buffet that's been sitting around all day. (laughs) God, stumble through the punch a little more, dude. <laughs> it's good to have Tom back. Oh my god. I'm glad he's finally crucifying pawn stars. <laughs> yeah. But I'll like again, what I said, the thing I said about pawn star, you I'm sure you could make that into a funny bit or whatever. But just you can't just say pawn stars and be like, oh, they're gonna screw someone out of something. You gotta kind of meticulously figure out who that negotiation is gonna be with. They're hiring extra they're doing like a theater show and they're hiring extras. What does that mean? Uh, so they're the extras will Taking be the, the show on the road. The people in the the show is very staged. Yeah, like, I knew that. 
uh, if you actually go to the real store, it's constantly mobbed. And then during the show, there's like four people in there. Right. So they, they block it off and they have extras pretend to be looking through the store in the background. Okay. And they screw those people over. Yeah. Yeah. That's the joke. Yeah. They're definitely not part of any union or anything. No, no, definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> um, but l- All right. Well, hey, Life Alert is also in the news, apparently. <laughs> yeah. You see so many ads on television and on social media about you can join class action lawsuits. They have class action lawsuits for everything now. Like if you subscribe to something, if you purchase this product, if you read this news service or whatever, you could be eligible because your rights are violated. I have never, ever seen a class action lawsuit for life alert yet because think about it. Who's going to complain? Uh, the families of everyone that it lets down. Yeah, what are you talking about? Ty, Ty, this is how closed off Tom is from the world as he's like, oh, life alert, but all the the people that use it are old, so they die. It's like, yeah, but that's not what the service is. Uh, that, my, gra- my grandmother just fell and had to use it, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. There are many successful life alert ventures. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, Tom just sees, nope, old people die. A, B, bam, we're in. Big laugh. <laughs> oh, boy. oh it's, so, it's so good. You know, in the summer, when Tom Myers versus the rest of the world is off, I have no one to be versus. You know, I'm part of the rest of the world. Yeah. And I'd like to be versus someone. So I'm glad our nat- as, as part of the world, our natural rival, Tom Myers, is back. Uh, we need to find the Dat Fan Zoom shows like that one. Uh, meaning what? I just want to watch Dat Fan Zoom comedy show. Does he put them online? I don't know. I don't know. They're somewhere. Someone's got one. Or yeah, someone somewhere. Someone find me when it happens, and I will record the entire thing. <laughs> well, don't do anything. You know, don't do anything. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it would be for our Patreon only to break it down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, whatever. Yeah, see, if, see if we can find a link or something. We'll see. Someone find it. Yes, but be kind to Dad. Don't harass the man. Well, I wouldn't. Sake. I wouldn't. I would not. I uh, all right. I think that, is there anything else uh, we're missing? Anything else we have to get to? I can't believe we got through everything. What yeah. time is it? Uh, One ten. Oh my God! We gotta get to football here for Christ. Yes, we do. <laughs> this might be all the right. longest blind mic project we've ever done. Well, let me tell you about blindmic.net real quick before we get out of here. How's that? Yes. Go and support the show for free, if you'd be so kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the free links are there for this show. Why are you laughing? Who are these socials? Um, make sure you check that out. Who are these socials? Every Thursday at 6, I think may have a special guest host this week, because I'll be away. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Possibly a demon? Mm, who knows? Oh, interesting. <laughs> Man's all over the place, really reaping the benefits of me not being around. He's he's going to be... Uh, that's just the beginning of this week, from what I'm gathering. <laughs> <laughs> um... We, uh, you know, also have a Patreon if you want to support that. A couple of people subscribe for the YouTube, so we appreciate it. If you want to become a YouTube member, or you can subscribe on Patreon, whatever's easiest for you. Um, if you want to support the boys that way, we appreciate it. And um, uh, if you want the latest in the world of shock jockery, mm-hmm. go to verygoodshow.org. Uh, anything new there lately, Craig? You can come, uh, come listen here. Justin Trudell get COVID, apparently. Um, that's ground zero for his sickness, apparently, from what, he, from what he says. Uh, you can hear him talk about uh, his dick not working and needing to watch a porn about a come on with this to test it out. Disgusting. Uh, he almost oh, throws boy. up. What fun we have. But we do have a Did few. Did he take you to shows. task on your many failed experiments? 
I, with fans. I, I was expecting to, but he just kind of just said he was pissed, and that was it. <laughs> so mm, disappointing. Yeah. Um, All right. Let's see. Uh, we got a few super chats. Thank you oh, for reminding right. me, people. Uh, dang lizard. We all know stuttering John is a slobbering idiot. <laughs> Sure, that's true. That's fair. Not blithering. Uh, and Dang Lizard, I think with no irony, spelled it I space D-I-O-T. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Nimrod71, five bucks. Thank you, sir. There are rumors out there that John's license was suspended for a DUI, so he actually can't drive to get beer. What is that? Well, he could use uh, Drizzly or something, I'm sure. He'll figure sure. it out. Sure, sure. Dang Lizard, five euros. IQ is averaged to 100 and has constantly been raised because of increasing demand for abstract reasoning. Uh, thinking stuttering John's IQ has increased is laughable. No, no, you're wrong. It's in, it's improved a lot. It used to be 135 and 160, and now it's 160. What do you mean it hasn't improved? What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, it improved. It's to scale. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> that is it. All right, gang. We'll uh, see you later. Appreciate you guys hanging with us on a Sunday. Sorry we interrupted football. I didn't realize how long that would take. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. See you later. Oh, I'll be away for a week. So check out the Patreon for Craig and Hack Ride. Goodbye. And we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way. Everyone all the way. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope to hear from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always, rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me Mike Vrabel's story. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. Stop, my belly hurts. What's that, sir? Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway, God bless America.